Welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. I'm Jay Late Night Larson. And I'm Lyndon Chalky Cabellion. In each episode, we will be talking to different surfers and surf shops to learn more about them and their passion for surfing. We will be diving deep into their experiences as well as their involvement and contributions to their local communities. Be sure to check out our website and Instagram feed for updates on future shows. Thank you for your support, and we look forward to sharing these great stories with you. Late night. What's up, Chalky? Do you remember Fuel TV? Dude, of course I remember Fuel TV. Fuel was epic. I know it is. But I have some exciting news. And what's up? Fuel TV is back. What? It's so sick. Yeah, back and better than ever. And they are the newest sponsors of the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Yes, I love it. Thanks, Fuel. You know what the best part is? Of course I do. You can now get Fuel a whole bunch of different ways. You can subscribe to their new app called Fuel TV Plus and get their entire library of shows like Built to Shred, Danny and the Dingo, and Drive Through, and also their 24-7 channel, all commercial free. To subscribe, just go to plus.fuel.tv and download the app. The other way you can watch is Samsung TV Plus channel 1179. That way is free and includes the better than ever fuel TV that we all know and love. Skate, snow, and our favorite... Surfing. Surfing. Wow, Lyndon, that's pretty awesome. Really pumped. Hell yeah, it is. Welcome back, Fuel. Welcome back, Fuel TV. Foo Wax. The wax that's found under all of the best surfers on the planet. You mean late night? Always under my feet. And Chalky? How do you think I pull those big airs? And layback Lars. And those laybacks. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. we're not doing the 90s again, are we? I don't do those anymore. Foo Wax, the best wax in the game. Foo Wax. Bonsai balls. They only use real Asahi, not like all those other imitators using sorbet full of sugar. Yuck. They also get their honey from a and bee pollen from a bee farm. Healthy and delicious. No processed honey. What also makes them amazing is that they roast and make their own peanut butter. Damn! They've got seven locations. And download the Bonsai Bowl app to skip the line. Skip the line. Order ahead. Bonsai Bowl, healthy, delicious. Caliente Southwest Grill. Healthy Mexican food featuring local organic ingredients. They also have great salads, vegetarian and gluten-free options. Wow. Yep. Don't they also cater and make party packs? They do. They have all your needs for all your events. Nice. Visit calientesouthwest.com. Or go to the restaurant in Costa Mesa off of 17th Street. Caliente Southwest. Ashland Hard Seltzer. Crafted in San Diego. It's an adult beverage built for all walks of life. Bro, you've had it, I've had it. It's delicious. It is so good. It's refreshing, only 100 calories, all organic, no sugar, also gluten-free with 0.0 carbs. Hashtag enjoy cold Ashland hard seltzer. There is a saying that you don't stop playing when you grow old, but rather you grow old when you stop playing. Iconic Life is an adventure-driven company that seeks to embrace life to the fullest and to never stop playing. 
Check out their natural hemp CBD products that help those that believe in that philosophy. Check out iconic.com. Spelled I-K-A-N-I-K. Again, iconic.com. Or on their Instagram at iconiclife. Pata Sushi, a new sushi place here at the Albertsons in Newland Center. Your go-to spot for grab-and-go sushi, handmade, fresh daily. You can get all your favorites or get something custom. And make sure to stop by on Fridays for the $5 special. Pata Sushi. At Albertsons in the Newland Center off of Beach and Adams. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. You're getting pretty good at that, bud. Right? Yeah. Well, we got a good friend and HSS alumni. Spoiled milk. No, my mama. <laughs> He's uh, uh, I, I'm just going to say one of the most interesting men I know. Because you have. And I don't drink Dosakis. Yeah. I drink he's, Coors. He's uh, <laughs> interesting with the emphasis on yeah. weird. He, yeah. <laughs> so, hey, let's get this. Very talented. Talented. Very talented. Weird. What? Weirdly talented. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> is it bodily function talent? Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm bringing it all Mu- up. Musical. You know your 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 eye for the camera lens. Your you know influence on you know skate and the industry and brands you worked with and we'll go through all of those. But like An your interesting, be- weird, yeah. rad but, story. But you're you're my BB. Dude, that's right. And, and we're BB means. Birthday bros or buddies or whatever. You, you guys have the same birthday? July 20th. July 20th. Wow. 69? What year are you? 74. Wow. So BB. We'd go to soup plantation together. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Robbie Jeffers. Mm-hmm. Robbie Jeffers. Thank you for coming Is to the show. Is your real name Robbie Jeffers? Robert Ward Jeffers. Robert Ward Jeffers. Okay. Yeah, yeah peeps. BB. Any nicknames? Spoil milk? Skids. Skids. That was an old one. Skids out. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only nickname I've ever had. Skids. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know who? Ryan. uh, who calls me that? Lockie still calls me Skidders. Skids. He's Skids. That's fifteen oh six. Called me that barn. And and then Ryan Keenan. The only two people that call me Skids. That's That's a trip. Yeah. That's both rippers. Fifteen oh six days. Fifteen oh six days. Yeah. I think uh, before we get into everything, I think one of the first times I met you, I was going to get sponsored by Servant Sport, or I just got sponsored. I was just like early days at 1506, and somebody brought in a like broken board or something like that. It was a broken board. And you were all into like David Nueva's like judo or karate. Oh, I don't know. Right. I was and you that. were like trying to punch or kick this board and snap in. <laughs> like guys were holding it and I don't remember that. Yeah. And you're like, I'm gonna destroy this thing. You just kept I think yeah, you were trashing yourself, trying oh, to break yeah. it. And I'm That's like, not on you, again, interesting, weird. I'm like, weird. you're karate chopping super. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this guy's awesome. Anyways, yeah. that was my earliest my, memory. Wow, first impressions are really solid <laughs> on that one. Yeah, yeah. I think I first met you at 1506 yeah. too. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, 100. Working there, 100. Yeah. Yeah. My first memory of you is is Mama's gonna knock you out. LL LL Cool J came on. And this little Mexican kid, <laughs> Filipino. No, Mexican as far as I was concerned. And I'm like, who in the what in the? You're like on the. St-
Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Like, you know where the used surfboards were? Yeah. In the front? <laughs> and you're standing on the corner of that corner saying, Mama's gonna knock you out! Mama! I'm like, here's the thing. I loved it because I loved LL Cool J. I'm like, who's that Mexican? <laughs> It's kind of like it's kind of like how I met Wheat. That's how I met Casey. It was surfing for rapping. No, he comes walking in. This is 1988, and you know, like you're looking out, you know, at, at Terry's, uh-huh. and then it's bright, sunny summer afternoon. He Wheat comes walking in. I'd never know. He looked like a white rapper. What, and he comes in wearing like this pink shirt, these crazy dolphin style shorts, and Adidas shoes on with his headphones that were just <laughs> monsters. Like I'm like. I'm like, who is this? What bus did this guy get off of? He comes walking in, like, wheat status, like, what's up? You know, doing this. And he's like, oh, mm, listen to the song in his own world. And he shakes my, gives me the, gives me the Huntington high, you know, that slap of the hand, the pound. He's like, what's up? I'm wheat. I'm like, okay. You know, and he's listening. He goes, this new Bell Bib DeVoe record's sick. I'm like, yeah, who in the heck is this guy? You know, I'm like, what is this guy doing? And he's just like watching. It was like, Surfing this summer or something, Blazing Boards was on. This is, you know, 1988, so I don't know what surfing. Oh, he's like, oh, so... Aki's like doing, the, you know, the hip-hop hand. Like, Aki, like, oh, oh. I'm like. Commentating on the Yeah, movie. he's like, this dude's tight. This dude, what? What? Woo. And I'm like, who in the hell is this guy? One of the most psych groms ever. Exactly. <laughs> Six foot 12, 102 pounds. You know what I mean? I'm like, and then, like, by the end of the day. I wanted to marry him. Yeah. I was like, I love this guy. Yeah. I love this guy. With like that's when and we, charisma, and, and that's when we became style. friends. That's yeah, crazy. and I to this, you know, like yeah. obviously. But anyway, so yeah, you hey, had C- that moment. CWRAP, buddy, gone too yeah. soon. We love yeah. you. Man. All right, Bef- so for let's start at the beginning. Where yeah, so we all know each other because of, I gotta say this though. My favorite thing about this show <laughs> is your guys' acting ability. <laughs> hey, Chucky, do you know Fuel TV's back? <laughs> Hell yeah, I do. Oh, so good. It's so good. Oh, I know. That show's sick. Oh, my gosh. No calories, and you can drink it all day. <laughs> I know. It's so good. I'm like, these fools. <laughs> I listen to everyone. That's my favorite part of every podcast is your wonderful acting. We do that live every show. Here, should we? Yeah, let's do one. Let's do one. Come on. Can I be in one? No, let's start this thing. Oh, okay. All right, Robbie. Uh, You don't surf anymore. No. Okay. But you did. Yeah, I did. Okay. Tell us. And well, he he ripped. I didn't rip. I 
I served with you. I served with you, and I will say you, this though: I you did something. Help me. <laughs> it was so rad because remember, who was that guy that shot photos? Lyman? John, John Lyman. Lyman was it Lyman? He, he, was he always, always he always came in with those slides. With, with and you want to buy this for ten bucks? It, like those slides, yeah. you know, little chrome yeah, film. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's him or Silly Dave. East, no, <laughs> no. And it, it definitely it definitely wasn't Jim Hall. I'd say that much. Yeah, he didn't shoot. He, he, did he only videoed CC too. That yeah. little, <laughs> a lot. A lot. <laughs> I don't know, but anyway, you you I was doing a backside bottom turn off the pier, and you're like, "Sick, BB," and I'm like. Larson just gave me a sick. <laughs> and I was like, but but then you're like, you need to get a little lower on those. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh yeah, you did, you did. I'm like, but like, it helped. Like you had twice as much spray. Yeah, you're like, like, you're like, dude, and like, dude you got to get a little lower off that bottom turn. You, but that's sick, dude. Great style. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I was like, but thanks, anyway. bro. Yeah. See? Okay, so how, how did you get started? My dad made my surf. My dad surfed from. Really? He grew up in Redondo Beach in the '50s. And he used to shape his own surfboards. Wow. And uh, he shaped me. My, my first board was like this purple single fin. I was probably six. Dang. And I... So your dad got you in the water pretty young. Yeah. And... Uh, and where, where were you growing up? I grew up walking distance from Simpo. No way. Yeah. I grew up North, down, right... North Huntington? Simpo. No, Garden Grove. Garden Grove. Yeah. GG. Okay. Yeah, right in that same neighborhood, right where uh, Seal Beach meets West Garden Grove. Okay. Like right Eastgate, you know where the Navy golf course is over Lampson. there off Lampson? You, you go Seal Beach Boulevard and make a ride on Lampson, yep, and it's yep. a mile, mile down that. Okay. And so I'd, I'd ride my bike to Seal Beach Jetty, kind of like what you did, <laughs> and surf the river mouth. Okay. On this purple single fin, and then... I graduated to, I went to George's. Uh, Chuck, no, Chuck Dent. No, where was it? Who was George? Who did, George was, was on the first block. Yeah, and I went to George's and bought a, a Hurley twin fin. And at the time, I didn't know it, but it was some guy, I don't know who it was, had an NSSA laminate, hmm. like square foot on the bottom of it. Yeah, and I didn't know what it was, and I got heckled so much for having that on my board. No way! Because I wasn't good enough at the right, time right. to be like, dude, what do you got that on? Dude, you freaking you know, but they were, Exactly. They, but they were laminates, meaning they're, yeah. you couldn't take it off. It's yeah. under the glass. It was under the glass. And, so, were, and all uh, logos back then were, were billboards. Were they were yeah, monsters. They were Remember yeah. the Servant Sport one? Uh-huh. Yeah. You know? So that, so that was, was my second board. Yeah, and that was my first real board. Yeah. Twin fin, Hurley, Swallow. Uh, that must have been a, a nice. It was fun. The board worked well. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a good board. Yeah. It, it was. I loved that board. It had blue, like seafoam green fins. Yeah. Did you have Groms like in your neighborhood, or did you just hit hit your ride with Dad? The Bradleys. Or? The Bradleys. Okay. Dean, Darren, and Danny. Hmm. They because they lived they lived even closer to Simpo. Uh, in that neighborhood, and uh, that's how I got into surf. But a, a, a neighbor, he would take me when you could, used to be able to park at the cliffs up Bolsa, yeah. you know where Sea Point is. Yeah. You used to be able to park right there, yeah. And we'd surf there. He'd take me every Sunday morning, Saturday morning. We'd get up, go to Winchell's, get a twelve pack of donuts, <laughs> and uh, surf, surfer's dream every morning, right? right? Yeah. And then and then surf. But he he was a sewer, so he sewed me booties. Because of the water, and so he sewed booties, but they didn't, you know, they don't work, but yeah. he didn't care. Yeah. I didn't care, because it kept my feet some, at least I thought it was warmer. Yeah. And that's, so I'd surf the, the cliffs right there every morning with my neighbor's dad, and he was, and it was fun. That's rad. Yeah, super cool. 
and the twin fin was your second board that you kind of got really good at or uh, really good relative but <laughs> i got better yeah yeah okay. well jump jump into a twenty for sure it is ups the game right there like, like the looseness right? and that the 100%. speed and oh i yeah. i i i did not did not figure that thing out for a while i remember being squirrely because yeah. single fins work really good if you have the power and the technique and all of the you know mm-hmm. skill set that re- yeah. it requires but to learn on it's you know you're, yeah go straight right yeah yeah but that's all i could do on a single but a twin you know but it's and i got the thing about me as a kid uh i i don't know i don't know where i'm going with this but i learned early to be a just nutbag like <laughs> yeah 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 go well, home. yeah because i wasn't really good but if i took off on the biggest thing in the world i had respect and i don't care if i got pitched over the falls and never stood up yeah people would give me like that good job kid yeah and i and i'm like yeah it's rad because i lacked the natural talent but I was dumb enough to do whatever I needed to do, and that was all, that's also my personality throughout my whole life. And I, yeah. I, I we can, can attest to that. Bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no hold back. You. Yeah. There's. I'm the kind of kid was like, hey, is that pool deep enough to jump off the roof? I go, let me jump in and tell you. Yeah. Like that was me. Yeah, yeah. And I'm still that way. Yeah. 52, and I'm dumb, but I think it's because I, I growing up, the youngest in my neighborhood, redhead. And I just, up until I was 40, I, I'm dyslexic, like crazy bad, like huh. dumb, like dumb, reading like a 12-year-old. Tw- and so being a redhead, being felt like I'm stupid, I learned how to, one, read people. Yeah. Like I had an epiphany at, in fourth grade. Yeah. Like, this is 1977, and like, that's when the punk scene just started to pop, you know, the Clash, the Sex Pistols, and all that stuff, and... Like, that was our Billie Eilish at the time. For that sure. music was like, and it was the trendy, like, oh, Devo, punk, yeah. B-52, Sex Pistols. And like, I loved it. <laughs> Growing up, the youngest in my neighborhood, it was mostly music-driven neighborhood. I think that adolescence, that, that music is so influential, and we talk Extremely. about this. And, yeah. and, it, and whether it's cultural and, and it's the pop hits or whatever, but I think that's where you, you, you really start kind of, Eye-opening, like hundred percent. You know what's going on. Identifying, Ident- with, the, yeah. with the crew. Yeah. And so there was a kid in my fourth grade class. His name was Spike, <clears throat> and he was in the dumbest reading because he was being Spike. He's just being a dumbass or just goofing off. I was there because I was a dumb. I did dyslexia. Wasn't. Yeah. Nobody knew what it yeah. was in 1977. I thought it was just dumb. The teachers thought I was dumb, but he got bumped up, and I'm like, oh no. I started weeping like a, just sobbing. Like I couldn't even breathe. And they're like, because he was your partner. Well, because I knew he was there because he was just goofing off. I knew I was there because I was dumb. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, uh oh, I'm now I'm the only one left because there was a group of us when it started, but everybody kind of got bumped up. And I'm like, oh no. So I, the teacher pulls me outside. What's wrong? What's wrong with you? I'm like, oh, I just, just couldn't breathe. Yeah. And so I, like. Compose myself, get back in. I remember staring at the teacher, and like everybody's kind of looking at me side eyed, like, "What's wrong with that guy?" Because <laughs> you know, like, I'm just, just out of control sobbing. But I'm, I'm looking at her. I'm like, Mrs. McClanahan, and uh, I'm like, if I better learn how to read a teacher because I don't know how to read a book. And so from that day forward, I learned how to read a room, and 
what I learned, and it's been beneficial for me till this yeah. day well, as great. a photographer. I mean, and like you say, Jay, yeah. you say this all the time in your podcast. It's it's who you know. Yeah. You know, my mom told me this early too. It's who you know that gets you in the door. What you know keeps you there. Right. Right. It's, I love that saying. Yeah. It's a great saying. I don't know if she said it. I heard it from her, so I'm yeah. giving her credit. And so I learned from fourth grade how to read people. Yeah. And being a redhead, being the youngest in my neighborhood, being, quote, dumb, at least I thought I was. Uh, turns out I have a pretty high IQ, by the way. Thank you very much. Yeah. Dyslexia has nothing to do with IQ. Yeah. And, and, but, but it is interesting, we'll to, check it. But it is interesting to hear, like, those coping skills and yeah. mechanisms that where you see 100%. a weakness, but then it so opens up other... what it did to me was it developed my personality. Like, if I can make you... I love being the butt of a joke. Yeah. As you both, you know. Yeah. I love making, I'll take a pie in the face any time. Yeah. It's because I developed that early because I can control the laughter. Yeah. Yeah. I can control how you laugh at me. It's so much better when I can make you laugh at me rather than you just laughing at me. Right. Yeah. So I developed that early in life at four years old or eight years old yeah. in fourth grade. And it's just, so that's how I developed into spoil them y'all and yeah. like all the taking high dives and and jumping we're gonna get to that well i know but you know what i'm saying it's like yeah. so that anyway that's so that's getting back to i'm just gonna charge yeah what's this what's this eight-year-old out here at closeout Northside doing yeah. like how did he get out here one and what the heck is he doing yeah like i remember going to totos i was 15 and it was big and i'm surfing on this six two and dudes and it was big and i'm like and i got caught inside and like it was smashing against i'm like i'm done i can't get out because the water's just doing this yeah. you know and i'm like paddling in circles it's like <laughs> like i'm done I, yeah. I literally sat on my board and said okay i'm dead because the white turbulence just i don't remember <laughs> you know i'm 15 and i'm like and i just literally closed my eyes <laughs> and all of a sudden like it mellowed out like Oh, it's like an angel came down. I just paddle out to the channel like a dumbass. I paddle back out. Yeah. And you know, I wasn't that so I'm bad. Like, yeah, I, I was crying. I was crying. Like, I'm going to die. I can't get out. I'm going to die. I'm gonna... Go out. And then all of a sudden, it's just, it was, it was, but that was, that's been me my whole life. Did you get raised that day? I did get some. Yeah. I did get some. Yeah. So go, go back to surfing and you go surfing with, the Bradleys. Mm. What were those guys like when they were younger? The they, three, three brothers, right? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Is it three or is it more? It's three, than no, it's just three. Okay. It's Dean, Darren, and Danny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was great. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, gosh, you put like 15 teenagers in a van with Mr. Bradley driving down to Oceanside, like. Is that who took you guys? Yeah, we, yeah, he was the best. And we just ripped off B. That was the whole day because he <laughs> power squatted on his, like, like surfboard. And we just had blasters ripping B off. And But he loved it. You know what I mean? He's, yeah. His boys and the neighborhood kids are just surfing ocean. So we do surf Oceanside all the time. I don't know why. It was but, uncrowded and always good. And, well, I mean, not always and good, it was just, it was a different. journey. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, it was the, the journey yeah. there is much, was much as much fun as, you know, yeah, those the are kind of what you. I remember most, you know, going to like places like Trestles or Oceanside <clears throat> back in the day when you were. Not it was a, an adventure. It was such yeah. an adventure, and yeah. you remember those waves being so. 
fucking good. So much better than at home. Well, it's just different. Hey, my yeah. son's going to listen to this one. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate it. Just different. Yeah. Like, he better fucking get used to it. This guy has a potty mouth. <laughs> this is an all-age show. I was going to say, yeah. it's not an all-age all show. No, but I, I agree. I think the adventure was is was half the battle, and half the fun at least in those yeah. those. So those you trips. got pretty good, right? <laughs> You were into it. Yeah, I really enjoyed surfing. Like my 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 checklist was this in life. First was playing the drums. Second was surfing. Third was skateboarding. In that order. Period. Like that was my drumming was your first love? Oh yeah, I'm drumming. I remember coming home from a soccer game. Five I was talking, I was talking about this with my mom. I went for my first soccer team. I was I had a very big room. And my grandparents gave me. You remember those stereo systems that look like furniture? Yeah. Like yeah, I think they all were. Like yeah. Like, that. like they were just. And I had this massive, twelve foot long looking stereo and radio I, on one side, turntable. Turn yeah. yeah. And I had the song <clears throat> remain the same record. I'm five years old, and I put it on, and I put. I happened to put it on Moby Dick, the live version. But <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm looking at this record, and it had like a leaflet books in it i'm like and i'm so visual like i'm a visual person so photos mean more than words uh, yeah. for me as we just described and i'm looking at these like and it's such a stoner looking stuff like if you look at song remains the same inside it's like you know like that rainbow oh, photo. The artwork just, is incredible. just super yeah. stony yeah. right and then all of a sudden moby dick comes on i'm like and i was hooked i'm yeah. like mom i want a drum set I want to play the Is that drums. the one where he goes, John Bonham, Moby Dick. Da -da 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 -da. Yeah. And it's like, it was a live drum solo. Yeah. And I don't even like drum solos in songs. It's like, it's like music masturbation solos are, in my opinion. It's like, whatever. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, but it just captivated me. And I, music and growing up in a neighborhood where everybody was a musician. So, I mean, I grew up, like the offspring was from my neighborhood. Everybody played wow. music. That was the first and foremost. And then surfing. Yeah. was the second. Yeah, there's a lot of people, I didn't know that about music, but there's a lot of per people in the surf industry um, and even surfers that come from Garden Grove. It's a trip. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's yeah, a sister yeah. city. Her I mean... Hurley's from Garden Grove. Stussy's from Garden Grove. Yeah. Well, the, well, West Garden Grove is, is... There's East Garden Grove. You think of like the 22 freeway in Brookhurst, yeah. which is kind of far from the beach. Way. Yeah. But West Grove... Like I run on it's Sunset Beach close. every morning. It's it's four miles. Yeah. It's, so it's not terribly far. No. Um, but so when you say Garden Grove, you're like, oh, you thinking like Little Saigon. Yeah. You yeah. know, and so surfing was was very. And in the '80s, yeah. surfing was way bigger than anything else. Yeah. Like active wise, yeah. skateboarding, BMX, all that surfing overshadowed everything. And so, it, so it, music, drums, you. you how did you, you got a drum set like what age? I was five. How did you How did you sell that on your parents? Like I'm gonna. Get they were drums. musicians. Oh, okay. So yeah, my mom was a concert pianist. My dad played the accordion and some other things. What? Yeah. I I still have his accordion from the fifties. It's beautiful. I should have brought wow. it. Linden. It's beautiful. Linden. Accordion again. Dude, accordion. <laughs> dude, you know what's crazy? Accordion. Bust out a solo, dude. What do you Linden. say about accordion solos? Oh, those are that's sex. That's not masturbation. Remember, remember the Christmas party where he busted out his solo act? 
all the time. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, no, no, dude, it's a beautiful accordion. No, accordions are super hipster now. Uh, yeah, okay. they're like super hip, dude. You could be so cool you got a drum guy. set. You, you could be a cool guy. You got days. a drum set at five years old mm-hmm. and started playing. I was hooked. Nice. Okay, so back to surfing. Um, did you ever get into competition? Or? No, no. Yeah, I hate. Did. I'll be honest with you guys. I even. Up and when I was working at Serpent Sport, in fact, I remember this coming. Greg Ostis, was it Greg or Jeff? I think it was Jeff. Jeff just left as the manager. It was just the four of us. It was Signs, me, so bef- Billy, bro. How did you get? How did you start working at Serpent Sport? Yeah, Darren. Darren, okay. And, uh, Darren was there first. Yeah. Okay. So Darren, and then I knew I went to I went to high school at Signs Pacifica. Hoggy. 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 <laughs> and I remember, like, I've always, I never liked surfers. To this day, no offense, guys, I think you guys are waterlogged. Yeah. You guys are just, like, and even back when I surfed, I never liked surfers. Yeah. I loved surfing, never liked surfers, because I'm like, you guys are just freaking, and I always told Casey this, I'm like, whenever, we'll get into this too, but I'm like, Casey, I want to shoot photos for SOK that's going to piss surfers off. That's my goal. And he loved it. He's like, ah, oh, Jeffers, that's sick, dude. Oh, you know, like, but, <clears throat> excuse me, I remember going into opening up 1506 one day, and I'm wearing, I don't know what I was wearing, because I didn't look like a surfer, because I intentionally not did that. And, and Jeff Ossis looked at me, he's like, dude, what are you wearing? I'm like, I don't know, it's like tuxedo shirt and combat boots, and I don't know what kind of pants this is, and I think it's a pea coat, I think. He's like, Dude, you're not surf. Go home and change. I'm like, it's a good thing you don't work here anymore. <laughs> he goes, he goes, go home now. I'm like, f you. I ain't going nowhere. You ain't my boss no more. <laughs> wow, I told you to go home because you're yes, not working. Yes, because I didn't look surf. I'm like, I did it intentionally. Yeah. I hate surfers. Yeah, I like surfers, but it was it was a re- little rebellion punk the rock. Cold, yeah, 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 the look. You know the, what I mean? Like, don't yeah. don't tell me what to do. I liked punk rock. Yeah. You know what I mean? kid yeah 16 year old whatever i was so, so you're punk. 16 when you first started at no i think i was like more like 18 because i think i think i started at my first job was soup plantation that lasted for a little bit got a great story about soup plantation though. let's hear oh dean i you know how i love fake falls you guys ever fake know what? fake yeah. falling i yeah. used to fake fall oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah i love fake yeah, falling. get free food out of it <laughs> no and, and dean bradley and i were working there together and his was his last night he goes dude you got to do a good fake fall for me i'm like done and remember when soup plantation on friday nights would just be packed like out the door dude out the door and so i loaded up a tray of and you were working there yeah <laughs> load up a tray as much i mean it was it was like Tower of Pisa, like plates and as much as I can. And remember the where the soup and the muffins and there was like that center area on tile. Yeah, just I took a one. Just threw the tray up as high as I can and <laughs> fell straight on my face. And everybody just goes <laughs> and like <laughs> and Dean was at the door going just shake yes. I'm like oh, I can't believe I just fell. <laughs> and people are like running over like are you okay i'm like i don't know i'm hurt my leg <laughs> just, it was drama and the, the the manager loved dean and i and she says oh you just just go home with dean because it, you're it's it just go home. i'm like i think i should <laughs> could you imagine I, if they had iphones back then oh all the con- good content we that's how on? i met bowie 
on a fake fall. Who? David Bowie. You met David Bowie? Yeah, dude. I went to... Uh-oh. I went to... Hey, buddy. I went to uh, Bobcat Goldthwait. Comedy. <laughs> Comedy at the Universal Amphitheater in Hollywood. <clears throat> and this was right before the, like, the curtain's going up. Bowie comes in the row right in front of me. Charlie Sexton, his bodyguard, and some other people. And Bowie was like just to my right. I'm like, I got to meet Bowie. I'm like, how am I going to meet Bowie? Because, you know, he doesn't come out early because for obvious reasons, he just, he just want to be seen. Yeah. He just wants to. And so the show's about to start. I'm like, I got to meet Bowie. But right next to Charlie Sexton was an empty seat next to the hall, like the, not the hallway, but I'll, the, uh, thank you. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to do it. So I, I'm like, and this is 8,000 people and we're up front. You know, and so I'm walking and I fake fall over the chair and my leg almost kicks Charlie Sexton in the head. Oh, yeah. And I fall down and he's like, oh, bro, you okay? I'm like, hey, you're Charlie Sexton. And he's like, oh, man. I go, yeah, I just wanted to meet you. He's like, what the hell? And Bowie looks out. He goes, he gives me the thumbs up. And he comes over and shakes my hand. He goes like, because he heard it. And he's like. I go, I just wanted to meet you guys. He's like, that's the craziest way anybody's ever tried to meet me. I love that. Wow. And he shook my hand. He goes, thumbs up. I go, can I get your autograph? And his bodyguard goes, get out of here, kid. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, it I worked. It fucking you, surprised me. You used your moves, man. That's oh, what I'm God. saying, bro. <laughs> oh, I got some. I'm sorry. I got it. This is funny. Surf and sport. We were, I was working the night shift because I was the night manager. Title there. And you and Wyatt Herb went up to watch Pet detective at the movie theater yeah you come down a couple of hours later and you're like dude jim carrey's ripped you off <laughs> yeah you dude. said that to me i'm like what is it? who's who's jim carrey oh yeah mystery animated over yeah. here and just goofy but yeah it's oh, like totally. just planned you know like you said you do these things and yeah uh, you could have been you missed your calling on being a comedian or actor yeah oh. you could have you, you could have been a star they wanted me to do jackass I turned them down. I was supposed to, or I wouldn't say I was supposed to be on Jackass, but You're, they, they uh, yeah. They wanted you. Yeah. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. All right, I had a kid. Go You're back. You're like, I don't. Surf and sport. Uh, Darren gets a job. Then Yeah. Did he, did he hire you? or the Chris Sines did. Okay. And it was, the, like I said, it was four. It was, it was me, Yogi, Sines, and uh, Billy Bro. I remember Billy Bro. I dude, see his that face. Dude. <laughs> kind of skinny dude. Skinny, called dude, yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. rocker. He yeah, loved Guns yeah, yeah. N' Roses. He had a Guns N' Roses tattoo, you know, like just he. We always made a joke about the nine iron mean signs because he beat his windshield of his girlfriend's with it, like windshield open. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's Billy, bro. So, all Garden Grove dudes working at fifteen oh six. Aaron Pie came to me. One time after about seven months, and he goes, you know, Robbie, I don't know about you, <laughs> but you're so good with moms, I didn't fire you. <laughs> he goes, you're incredible with moms. I don't get it, because outside of that, you're a nut job. <laughs> I can see that. You yeah, sell. Yeah, you yeah, sell. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, yeah. You could stay. Yeah, you're great with moms. Yeah. Hello, honey. Surfing sport. Two to three fun by the pier. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Two to three super fun by the pier. Yeah, come down. It's blown out. Not even Reagan. Surf check. So tell us about your experience at HSS. Like My favorite, my favorite experience is this. Christmas time. 
Chris, me, it's just Chris and I. And this little kid had this little airplane with like little bombs on it that fell off. And one of them got left behind and I'm playing with it. <laughs> this is gross. Sorry, kids. I shove it up my butt. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I'm like playing with it. I'm like, I'm like doing this to where Chris can hear me. I'm like, man, this smells weird. <laughs> And I did it like 10, 15 times. He's like, dude, what does this smell like? I'm like, I don't know. Smell it. And he's like, oh, dude, it smells like ass. And I'm like, oh, that's what it does smell like. You're so mean. You're so gross, dude. Because I want him to smell my butt. And he did. I remember another time when I used to fart on the intercom and Frank answered the phone. Do you guys remember me farting on the intercom? Oh, yeah. At Stussy? At Pierside. Pierside. Oh, Pierside. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And <laughs> Frank was <laughs> oh, my gosh, you farted on the phone. <laughs> he was so mad at me. I remember you throwing th- throwing up at Will. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Farting, yeah. At Will. farting at Will. Farting at Will. Yeah. Throwing up at Will. Yeah. <laughs> you had a very, you had a, yeah, again, you, you had a lot of control over your bodily, bodily function. But, High school is fantastic. But the doctor... Told you. Oh, I'm gonna wear depends if I keep doing it. Yeah, I haven't worn depends. I kept doing it. I haven't done it in years, but I don't. I still got the sphincter control. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The doctor told you if you kept doing that. I think he was trying to scare me because I he, I think he thought it was gross. Yeah. I think because like. Or it kind of makes sense though. Well, come on. All I'm doing is doing this like. You're, uh, I'm just doing that with up my butt through your bunghole. Yeah. And then making your bunghole talk. Yeah, dude, I have. You, you remember all my farts? The the quiver I had, the mosquito, the great. Indian, the grumpy it was, man. Uh, it was you so had, incredible, yeah. dude. I had a, a fart. A I had a fart on tape. Seventeen seconds. Take take do seventeen seconds. That is a, long, a long time. time. <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> <laughs> It was a. It, you know who we, taped it? My wife. Oh <laughs> my gosh, we we had so like I swear we every night that we worked we I think we we had all kinds of debauchery. All right, we we need to talk about the crazy shit you used to do at HSS. No pun intended, right? Right. So <laughs> the first one at. Side. I don't you know, know why about. I I don't know how I came up with that. I don't you know, know by why. Yourself? I think so. And, and yeah, I think you, I think I was. You, you saw the hand rail. You saw the handicap rail. Yeah. Just just so the audience knows what we're talking. The about. The toilet was in the corner of the bathroom. Literally, <laughs> he's in the bathroom, and there's a handicap rail, and you could position yourself. On top of the rail, above the toilet. Oh no! I shimmied up the corner. Yeah, no, where where, where there's shelving but like up at the top. I'd see the monkey I boy over there. Like, I yeah, spidered he, like, myself, like in the corner, <laughs> like without sh- the help of the rail. No, oh dude, shit. I'm talented, bro. Yeah, I, I thought the handrail was the no. no. You never saw no, one, dude. No, was, I don't think I saw it. Though. Oh, there you was, missed like, out. Shell like. The, the ceiling I'm, was like 20 feet in there. I'm ceiling high. Yeah. I'm ceiling they, high. They, you saw this? I witnessed it. it. I witnessed it. Me and That's Matt, what I'm saying. Me and Maddie Malik, we like about... Chris Sines... been in there dude, for a while. Chris, no, Chris Sines is like, dude, it's time for a high dive. Let's go. Come yeah. on. <laughs> like, you stay out here. We're going to be in the back. The general manager would like, come on, bro. Let's go do one. 
I love science. Like, <laughs> so wait, did you do one and go and start telling people? Or yeah, I think so. Probably <laughs> he he would just leave like kids in the pool all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and you had big ones. Oh, Ben Will took a photo, <laughs> sent it to an Australian magazine because they wanted a poo contest. I won. <laughs> I, I not that is not an exaggeration. Ben took a photo of me taking a crap, the high dive. So and maybe that's why he's got an Instagram called Dogs Taking Dumps. Could be. I influenced <laughs> you them. You influenced them. Yeah. You inspired 100%. them. 100%. Oh and God. I absolutely, if it isn't true, it is now. <laughs> Amazing. All right. So that, that's one of your crazy antics. The farting, of course. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, it's, just, it's just a way of me to hide my insecurities yeah. like it's what it was yeah. straight up not yeah. to get serious on you all of a sudden but yeah. no but, it, it, it was but, but it, it was it, fun for all no but it by then <laughs> but by then it turned into my personality and i yeah. wasn't i'm not like i i wasn't insecure but it was just fun yeah, yeah. you know it was just yeah. fun it was funny you know how you know going back to hss how awesome and fun was work except for the op pro and christmas was amazing <laughs> And the but sidewalk sales? The gift, the gift back, the box sidewalk wrapping sales and the gift box. That, we're, we're talking about days, listeners, where we had triplicate receipts. We had to write everything oh. out before we even oh, had the scan. Computer. Remember that? Like the box and the... Oh, yeah. And oh. then when the, it got jammed, you're like, oh. oh. And, or, or, or you picked up the one and you felt it was getting empty. You didn't want to change it, so you grabbed another one. <laughs> yeah. I do that all the, the time. Yeah. The... The carbon uh-huh. copy. And then remember MP coming in and taking the money from Yogi and how much she hated Yogi? She uh-huh. hated me too. Well, you're Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you a story? So back in the day, you could only, when you when you took a check, right? The only thing you could do, the things you were supposed to do was call the bank, get their driver's license. Right, yeah. Make I sure totally everything's remember spelled. That. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And you had to call to verify funds. Funds. And if you verified the funds, then you would take the check, right? Mm-hmm. And I did that with this one dude, but the check bounced, right? Mm. So MP, right, Aaron Pye's mom, comes in one day and she goes, who's Lyndon? <laughs> and I go, I'm Lyndon. <laughs> and she goes, you took a bad check. And I go, oh, no, that sucks. What happened? She goes, well, it bounced on us. And she goes, and, and now, you know, we're out four or 500 bucks. And I'm like, oh, man, I did everything. I, I did everything right, right? And she, you know, I go, I got their driver's license and called the bank. You know, all that was verified. And she goes, yeah, but you can just tell. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. She goes, that looks, paper looks weird. No, no. She goes, yeah. didn't you look at them in the face? You can just tell. You can tell when people are going to rip you off. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> Dude. And then she looked at me and she goes, you're gullible. <laughs> I love it. That's insane. I remember her coming in and Yogi just bickering at each other. And I loved it. Oh, I'm oh, sure. Oh, my gosh. And Yogi's a good arguer. Oh, Yogi's not one to back down. <laughs> yeah. Yogi would just bitch back at her and like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is great. This is Yogi great. Yogi is fun to work with. Was Yogi fun. was great. Can Yogi I tell you was great. Story, a Yogi story, though? Oh, yeah. Okay, so we're sitting, but I think I already, I might have talked about this before on the podcast, but so <clears throat> we're cleaning the back, the counter, right? Stickers and stuff, Windex. Yeah. 
And Yogi, it's Saturday morning after a big Friday night with Yogi, right? And, and <laughs> he Yogi's probably, he hung, had the nastiest farts ever. Right. So he's drinking coffee. I'm drinking coffee. And he's Mexican, that's why. He's Mexican. <laughs> and, and I'm sitting there and, and I'm cleaning underneath and he's standing like next to me. And I take this big old drink of coffee as he lights up a, a fart. A beer fart. And bro... <laughs> I was head high to his ass. His, dry dry heat. Dude, I drank my coffee and drank his fart. And it was the grossest. I tasted his fart. And I automatically, luckily, you know, the, the trash can was right behind the counter. As soon as I gulped, I went, oh, threw up simultaneously. Drank coffee. Yeah. I, 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 I've had those yogi farts before. They, they will They're stun, They'll stun a mule. They will kill small mice. They will <laughs> well, stun a mule. Speak, speaking of mice, we used to feed... Oh, yeah. The, I the, get in charge. Pie's like, yeah, yeah you're, like you're kind of crazy. I, I work like Tuesdays and Thursday nights and maybe like on the weekend. Uh-huh. I don't even know. But it was like once a week, got to feed the freaking python. And me and Robbie are in the back. We carry it in the box, and the thing knows yeah. like every oh, yeah. time. Yeah. It bit me Into so the many back. times. It bit me so many times. It, you were in charge of the yeah. Pi put me in charge of the snake because I'm the crazy one. Yeah, that's what he told me. You're, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're, you're crazy. You should, we'll give you, you an extra quarter. Yeah, yeah. No, are you kidding me? I'll these, get you a sticker. These little white <laughs> albino mice. Uh-huh. And you gotta whap it against the wall, and then you throw it in. Yeah, because like, it. If the mob, if you, you need to, I learned, or I don't know if someone told me this, or yeah. I learned, you stun the mouse so it doesn't attack or it doesn't start to scratch, scratch the snake. The, and, yeah, because they don't want to scratch your eyes and uh-huh. stuff. Yeah. And, so that, it, you, and sometimes it wouldn't need it. And I'm like, so I would end up giving the, sometimes it didn't need it. So I'd give the rats to Jan. And she started collecting rats. And so I heard later, you know, Jan's health bar, she became this connoisseur of rats. In her house in in, in in um, Belmont Shore, she loved rats, and she goes, "Any rat that he doesn't get, I'll take it home." I'm like, "Whatever, Jan." Like, kind of crazy. There's another weird. Yeah, yeah, Jan was an odd bird. <laughs> yeah, she was an odd bird. When she when loved you... me, because I was really good friends with Jay Bausch. Yeah. She loved Jay Bausch. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little too much. <laughs> I don't know, Jay Bausch, little chocodile, you know, and uh, but she loved me. And so maybe because I gave her the mouse and yeah. I was with Jay, and so yeah, yeah, yeah she, she, and yeah, when it bit Frank, I was, uh, yeah, Jay was like, gonna kill that thing. I'm like, no, dude, dude Jay, Jay had the knife. He goes running back and into the kitchen and comes back with a big old sword, and we got a screwdriver in the mouth. Or no, what worked is like I learned you get rubbing alcohol on a napkin, you put it on it, it'll let go, and that's uh, how we got it off his arm. Yeah, but Frank was like, dude, get it over here. And we're laughing. We're laughing so hard. (laughs) Those those years were so freaking... Dude. HSS was so fun, right? I remember letting... I would always let the snake out and let it kind of chill behind the counter. And and I remember one time I hear this screech. This is before the Quicksilver side. Board Riders opened up when when Jan just had that menu on the wall right there. And I hear this screech from a lady just lady running out of the store i'm like oh no i forgot about the snake and it was climbing up the wall in jans 
this six foot python. I'm like, oh wow. And yeah, we we would let it loose. I'd let you know, it loose all the like, time. Oh yeah, let's let that thing out. Like get yeah. some stretch and yeah. cruise around. It would you cruise know? in the back when it was kind of slow. Yeah. And then I got a little busy and I forgot, which is not uncommon. Yeah. Easy for to get me. lost in there. It's mm-hmm. crazy how busy HSS used to be. Oh man. Yeah, it was psycho. Well, it was banging down there with the movie theater oh, and, yeah. and Louise's and like, you know whatever else. During the U.S. Open, when remember when I got I got dressed up in that women's bikini and went out front, <laughs> <laughs> and, and the cop came up and started and whacked me on because I was stood on the fountain when the fountain was there, and I'm dancing and those those <laughs> motorcycle guys are like, yeah, woo, oh dude, that's a dude. Because I was dancing like a hot chick and, oh and had a wig on. I heard you put this song. Robina. Oh, Robina. I remember Robina. And do, do you remember when, is... dude, and remember the roller skating when Austin Brown set up that roller skating disco party? I got, it was at the Gothard. Remember Austin Brown? Yeah. And he did that disco roller skate party at that roller rink on Gothard. And I took, I bought a pair. Well, actually, I think I stole them. Sorry, Pi. A Roxy size one silver sh- hot shorts, and that's all I wore. Because remember, I was cycling at the time, so I was in great shape. Like, and so I was wearing that. Yeah, you and Bausch were cyclers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Lycra, Kirk, Kirk Bausch, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and Jay. We, I, I love cycling. I still do it. I, I can't my neck. But anyway, I'm there like rock solid. My ass was just looking so good in these shorts and these these kids on rollerblades and we're dancing. It was kind of a mixed party, like still open to the public, but Austin Brown's party going on. And like Wyatt was there and these kids are starting slapping me in the butt like hard. And at first I'm like, yeah, that's cool, whatever. They kept doing it all night, all night, all night. I'm like 23 years old at the time and these kids are 14. And one kid came up to me and I I was done. I'm this if this kid comes up and slaps me in the seen. back. Robbie Matt either. Oh, dude, I'm the Irish. You don't, <laughs> don't get me pissed. Like, I got some pissed stories I can tell you. Throwing oranges at people on the freeway, denning a car. Like, anyway, so this kid comes on this curve, slaps me in the butt, whack, and I kind of hip check him into the wall, and he was there. I just started beating the crap out of him. Boom, boom. I'm 23. He's 14. Oh my and his gosh, head, Robbie. His, yeah, his head is bouncing off the ground. I'm just hitting him on the side of the head. Ah, oh, ah. Oh. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I'd left. And I'm like, yeah. You snapped. I snapped. Yeah. But the kids were doing it to me. They should have known it was gonna come. And I told him like, hey guys, first couple times funny. I get it, but don't don't do it no more. Yeah. I'm done. I, I had handprints on my back because they were slapping my back, slapping Ooh. my leg. They were getting a little out of control. Yeah. I, things that I used to do. I, yeah. And so that's why I was like, hey, I get it. Yeah. Cool. They're probably 17, 18 years old. Yeah. <laughs> nah, they were young. I was 20, well, 20 but they're on rollerblades, so yeah. they didn't know what they were doing. They're, yeah. you know, like. That's hilarious. But yeah. Okay. Anyways. I had good parties back then. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> you got into biking? Road bikes, like 10 yeah. speeds? Yeah, I love cycling. I got I, into mountain biking that. first. Mountain biking was... Mountain biking was first. Yeah. And I got my first bike like in 91. Because Jay Bausch. And, yeah. we did, and then I got into cycling. And I, I love it. Yeah. I can't do it anymore in my neck. But yeah, I, I'd ride... Up until like a couple years ago, I'd ride 50 miles every morning. Yeah, I kind of yeah. remember you guys were full on... And then Jay, you know, Jay got Jay asked to be on the uh, Lance Armstrong team. Yeah. The Postal Service, but he wouldn't do drugs. 
Mm. He's like, I'm not going to do drugs. That's how good Jay got. Wow. Jay was world class. When we used to go mountain biking, because I'd be like, oh, this is a great like exercise. Cross, yeah. yeah, great cross training. And we would go cycle. And I mean, we're mountain biking. So, you know, ha- you know, three quarters of it is climbing hills. crazy hills. And then the downhill is like, try not to die and break something. Yeah. And that guy didn't, he didn't even have brakes on his, on his mountain no. bike. Yeah, he's crazy. He would drag. <clears throat> if he had to slow down, he, he'd either tilt his foot inside or he'd drag his butt on the back, back wheel. Yeah. He and was, that was rare. He was a rare would, specimen. Yeah. And like, he would lap us. And I mean, you know, I was probably 20. Great best, shape. Yeah. Best shape. Surf. And he was surf like doing laps. No, Jay Bausch was, he, yeah. he was tested by this doctor in Newport beach that does like high end, like sports. And he tested the highest out of every athlete that this guy's ever tested for. Like the way your body reacts. Yeah. Like Lance Armstrong, uh, Kobe and all these like guy does all these testings on these, <laughs> these kind of caliber. And Jay, he says he was off the charts. Nobody would even come close. The way his body reacted, lactic acid buildup, uh, all that stuff. Jay was just a freak of nature. Yeah, freak. Yeah, super healthy. Great surfer too. Fucking yeah. yeah. Anything that I hate that guy. Anything yeah. that he ever did, he, he was a golden child. Yeah. Dude, but this is not about Jay. It's not about you like Jay. that line. I listen to the show. I listen to the show. It's always about Jay. Oh <laughs> uh, well, the good Jay. Yeah. Not about the good Jay. It's about not you're a different Jay. <laughs> Linden. So so, what happened after HSS? How long did you work there for? Eighty-eight to ninety-six. So a good eight years. Yeah, yeah. And I got a job with Oakley. Tell uh, us about that. Moved to Oregon. I surfed a lot up there. I surfed a lot in Oregon. You told me a crazy story though. Oh what man, there's some crazy. What, what was the positioning like? How did you <laughs> sales rep? Sales rep. Like, yeah. hey, how did you get that job? By the way, uh, Oakley. Just there, right? uh, Cut me off. <laughs> this guy jumping. Wait, there. hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Just my my looks, of course. Yeah, yeah. you know. No, uh, Jay Bausch. Jay Bausch went to Oakley. Yeah. He left. He left Serpent Sport. He became inside sales rep. This is when Oakley was cool. Kirk or Jay? Kirk. Kirk. Did Kirk. I say Jay? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Kirk. Kirk. Because Kirk's the smart one of the two. Yeah. <laughs> the other one had the athletic yeah. ability. The other one had brains. But naturally, brains. Yeah. And uh, um, so Kirk had an inside job there, and then I was in college. In, this was in May of 96. They're like, Kirk's like, hey, there's an outside sales rep in Oregon. I can get you the job. Do you want it? I'm like, yeah. I mean, at the time. I can get you the job. Yeah. It was that easy. Yeah. Because it was, it was like, it's just when Oakley was private still. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it wasn't. In, in Ghetto Boys. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're in the, if you're in the know, yep. like we always say. Yeah. You're good to go. Yeah. And um, John Wilson, I think, was that his name? Yeah. He was the Oakley rep. And then he became the in-house main manager sales rep over all the inside sales rep. And he he knew me from surfing sport. And he's like, yeah, let's get him. I love that guy. He's awesome. Got a great personality, whatever. He's dumb as rocks, but he's like. (laughs) (laughs) But um, so I got the job. And then I was graduated college in May, and then in July, Ooh. I turned twenty five. No, I turned twenty six. Drove up and lived up there for two years. Packed it all up Packed and up. went up there. Dude, I was making fifteen to seventeen thousand dollars a month. So a month, yeah, a month. That's how. Remember Oakley was. Yeah. Remember when Oakley was good? 
and the, mean, the the, the uh, eye jackets yeah, and yeah. all that stuff. And so uh, you're I'm, probably making a couple grand just off stickers. Exactly. Dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everybody had to have the yeah the Oakley. Uh-huh. How many of those on this car? I, what what was the thermonuclear who optical knows? blah? You know, I never drank the juice though. That's why I didn't last. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, but it was great. And yeah. dude, and you're living in Oregon. Um, the overhead was nothing. Nine hundred dollars a month. Including my car insurance. You seriously kind of were making that much? Money. I was making anywhere from ten to nineteen thousand dollars a month. Fuck. Not and and they wanted me to go s- surf at Mount Hood, and that's how I got to surf in Seaside. Josh, the owner of Cleanline, I think it was. He grew up, born and raised surfing, and he was the only surf shop up there. And so I knew how to talk surf. Yeah. You know, coming from Huntington, and I bought. And Eric Arakawa, is that how you say that? Yeah. I bought a 6'4 pin, uh, baby swallow. And he goes, you want to go surf the point? And he goes, if you paddle out with me, you'll get waves. Yeah. Because that's a heavy localized spot. It's If they even see a, out a car from Portland parking there, you're, it's broken. Done. Wow. It's, it, they're, and they surf like cavemen. So he goes, can you surf? I'm like, I mean... Yeah, yeah, I, I I can. I don't know how good I am. I don't. And so he's all right. Come out. It's gonna be breaking like Tuesday or whatever it was. Come meet me at my house. And so I pull up at his house and he we I pull out with him. And he said we paddle out. And he's like, hey everybody, this is Robbie. He's with me. And everybody's like, uh, they weren't friendly, but they weren't. Uh, yeah, you, know, like, you, you, you had the end. You came yeah. with the low key. And I was goofy foot. It's a left. Yeah. And I caught a wave, and I, you know, did a couple turns, pulled into the barrel, and they're like, "Okay, he can surf. Yeah. So he can be here." And then Josh told me, he goes, "Little tip: sit in about twenty-five yards and move over about fifty yards. Every set, a wave will shift because it's a point break. Every wave will one. It might be the biggest. It might be the smallest. But you will get a wave every set." Because everybody's sitting there at everybody's, the top. And everybody wants the top and then, to get the first bowl. Yeah. You know what I mean? They want that first bowl, whatever. And I'm like, I don't care. I mean, the, there's 19 more bowls. That's gonna. There's 13 elbows around the corner here on the one wave. You wow. know, it's a long left. They call it the poor man's Bali. Yeah. Beautiful wave. And so I'm like, and what that does, so when you're paddling over the shoulder and this caveman's dropping in, and you start, woo, sick. He's paddling back out. And you're like, dude, that was sick, bro. And he's like, you know yeah. how yeah. you do that. Yeah. Like, bro, sick yeah. bottom stink, turn, bro. Stink bug. Yeah. Just, just ugliest surf style. Dude, surfing, on a, bro. Like, yeah. surfing on a 12-foot gun <laughs> on a, like a six-foot day. You're like, what the? Why are you surfing on that? But, dude, <laughs> sick, bro. So, And then I used to sponsor this snowboard chick that was from Mount Hood whose boyfriend was the local ripper mm-hmm. named Morgan. And then I would paddle out with him with the young kids. So Morgan to be like, hey, he's with me. So I had the old crew and the young crew, and I could surf. I can yeah. come off the bottom, pull into a barrel. So I surfed that wave all the time. I caught that wave head high to, gosh, 15 foot. Nice. Like, big. Where, and Sharky? how far was that from your house? An hour. <clears throat> okay. About an hour. But you were surfing a lot of that. I, because it was a different environment. It was like you're out there, and you're looking back, and you just you see deer on the beach. You're like, wow, this is really cool. Like it's it wasn't Northside. Yeah. You know what I mean? And no offense to Northside, but it, Yeah, no, it was just a different environment. And the way was hey, really you, good. You can talk shit on Northside. You know it's what I mean? Okay. Yeah. It wasn't Magnolia. Hey, 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 hey Lennon, you could paddle out with me and I'll give you a way to make you're sure in. you're okay. You're, you're in. in. You're in. But if you don't paddle out with me then Yeah, yeah, you know, But so the way was really, 
really good. And I actually enjoyed surfing up. I surfed there a lot. I would go out by myself, you know, and surf. Yeah. But it was it was kind of eerie because the water was super dark green. Yeah. It's a well, deep, deep water wave because it comes in and there's these big boulders underneath. And so when you duck dive, not only are you hearing a wave crash, but you're hearing the boulders move. Yeah. And so it's like, and it's black. And when you pull into the barrel, it goes dark. And you're like, oh, and then you come out. And you're like, whoa. And then you just do it all over again. It, 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 it was a really fun wave. Yeah. It was good. Didn't <clears throat> something, didn't you witness a shark attack? I didn't witness it. Oh, I asked Josh. I go, hey, Josh, you know, because he grew up there. I'm like, tell me the craziest shark attack. Is there a lot of sharks up here? He's like, is there a lot of sharks up here? I'm like, you asked me that? I'm like, well, dumb question. He's like, yeah. So he was surfing, I forget where, Central Oregon. Um, and he, he, so he didn't know the guy. I mean, so he paddles out, and it was just him and a guy, another guy. Only two guys out in the water. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and the guy was like, and Josh was like kind of paddling away, but the guy would paddle up to him like, what are you doing here, bro? Get the F out of here, bro. Dude, you're not from here, bro. And just like, he's like, dude, come on, man. There's two of us. Like, And he's like, nah, dude, come on, bro. You're going to blow the spot, blah, blah. And dude, the mid-sentence, this great white shark comes up. I didn't see this, so I don't know how. There was a book about it, though, I guess. It's, so I'm taking it for face value. Comes up, takes him. Bites him midway in his body, sucks him underneath the water. And Josh just like all of a sudden, I don't know, a couple seconds later, the guy comes back up just gurgling, blood just everywhere, and just uh, and just blood just gurgling, just bubbles coming out of his face, bitten in half. And Josh grabs the guy, paddles in, and he didn't know he was bitten in half. He gets him on the beach and turns around, he says his legs were gone. And his just all, all it was was just guts and intestines hanging out. And I'm like, and you went back out? He goes, like, a couple days later. <laughs> I was like, oh my. Another one. He was, that, he, that would probably make somebody quit surfing right there oh, on the for spot. Sure. Well, and, and he Up goes, there at least. And he goes, another really cool one was this. He goes, another central Oregon thing. He's switchbacking down this, this cove. <laughs> and there's like this bay. And he goes out in the bay. It was like late spring or like late winter, early springish. I think I don't remember the time frame, but there's this pods of of um, seals, and it was mating time. And so he's like, "Oh, they're way out there in the corner, no big deal." And so they're coming down, and all of a sudden, <clears throat> they're they're switchbacking down, <clears throat> and his buddy looks out there in the ocean. He's like, "Oh, dude, there's an orca." Boom, orca fin pops up, sees the seals. And they're, they're, they're up on a cliff, so they can see. And all of a sudden, another one pops up, boop, and a third one, boop. And they're like, whoosh, and they're just beelining like submarines to the, to the cove. And they're like, whoa. And all of a sudden, two seconds later, the seals start barking. They sense it. Letting everybody know. Uh-huh. So they, all the seals come up on the beach. And they're, by the time they get down, all the seals are on the beach. And he says it was like maybe a, a, a narrow beach. So they're yeah. like in the forest still. And the seals are up there just going nuts. And the whales are just coming up biting just it looked like national geographic like just flinging the seal i'm like and he goes and then it was all over blood everywhere the seals go back out there's just just carcass everywhere and a deer comes walking by me didn't see me and i'm like and i go did you guys leave he goes no we went out and caught the best ways of our life i'm like oh my god that's the mentality up there I'm like <clears throat> dude you're 
nuts. That is so yeah. nuts. He goes, dude, the whales are full. They're not going to come back. Like, yeah. they, they ate like 14. But no documented uh, orca whale human sacks. No, I don't. Right? Not that I know. But I, I still know. wouldn't. I mean, with are blood in the water. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, any Sharks are going to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. No. They're, yeah. They're. They're crazy predators too. Anybody though. who lives that you have to wear booties and a hoodie and but yeah, four three, four, uh, five four. I was up here the year of El Nino, so the water wasn't bitter, 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 bitter. The wind, the offshore wind was Colder. cold. That was yeah. cold. So what were you doing with your money, making all that money? What were you doing? <sighs> Hookers and prostitutes, bro. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That that just kidding, son. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know what I did with my money. Um. But I just... Uh, was there a lot of shops up there, too? Yeah, or? I mean, I covered the whole state. Yeah, yeah. a lot of driving. Oh, man, dude. And you you dealt with driving. everything, right? Snow stores. Uh, yeah, everything. Outdoor. Anything. It wasn't there. broken up by, like, Anything category. Broke, by no, it was all me from Idaho down to California. Wow. You know, and I was in my car. I think I drove 80,000 miles that year. No, I'm not kidding. Yeah. Like, I had a brand new Yukon I bought. Um, and... I remember driving down, and this is what broke the camel straw, or whatever you call that phrase. I'm dyslexic. I don't know what else. The straw that broke Thank the camel's you. back. Thank you, my little Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm there coming down to Medford. I left early because I had to get down, and I was like mid-central Oregon, and they're like, hey, it's like felt like Groundhog's Day. Hey, campers, you know, tell you remember that scene in the beginning? I'm like, okay, great. And like, and like congratulations. It was the springtime. It was getting into spring. You, way to go, Oregonians. You made it through not only the darkest, but wettest year in Portland history. I'm like, <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I'm out of here. I'm done with it. I, I was so over it. The weather. The, the weather. The, yeah. the, the, the shims. There's too many shims up there. The guys, ooh, like girls, shims. Like, they're, it just, like, I was over it. I'm like, I'm over this. You kissed too many shims. Yeah, I got too many shims. <laughs> That's a weird, yeah. I it mean, was just, it was lame. Emo up yeah. there, right? Yeah, you know, and I was just over it. My, you know, Mount Hood was in my backyard, and that way was in my backyard, and yeah. there was a great jazz scene up there that I'd go see. Like, there's a guy named Leroy Vinegar. What a great name, right? Stand-up yeah. bass player, and this Mel Brown was a drummer. They're from Motown, but they did a jazz thing every Thursday night at this place that I would go to and like so it would fulfill my uh music needs you know what I mean and like it, yeah. it's so good it vibes. was good little great. parts that yeah. were great but the overall yeah but dude I had to get out of there yeah. I mean it it rained like you go to bed <laughs> and you wake up <laughs> you're like dude I'm dude and I love the rain you snowboard I did but I was over it just for work yeah, yeah. you know what I mean it's like I was just I'm just done you did it for two years yeah two years I told him after like a year, I told my inside guy, Brent Lance, I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm done. I'll stick around as long as you need me to until you find a replacement. So about, they took like six months to find the right guy. I'm like, that's fine. So I trained him, took me everywhere, and I came home, and that's when I got the job at Stussy again. You left Oregon, yeah. went, went And down came down, and I got a job actually at Serpent Sport again. Okay. And I didn't want to do that again. I'm like, I'm over retail. Once you leave retail, yeah. it, retail's a... A bear. It's a grind. It's a bear. Yeah. It and, takes uh, a special Yeah. Person. To be a, a full-time yeah. life lifer. And yeah. so I'm like, I don't want to do this again. So I went to Frank, the owner of Stussy, and I'm like, hey, Frank, I need a job because I don't have anything. I go, look at I just, g- give me in the warehouse. And uh, he's like, all right, eight bucks an hour. I went from 15 grand a month to eight bucks an hour, but I was stoked. Yeah. I really was. 
And, and what, was I was, your, what was your title or what sweeping the warehouse? Yeah, like I literally, he came up to me one time after about six months. The ten fifteen break bell went off. And I'm like, I'm not hungry. I'm just gonna keep sweeping. And he walked up to me. He was by the hats. Remember the hats in the bathroom in the back? And he's like, Hey, Rami. He's got a weird voice. Yeah. Hey, Rami. You're, I just want to say you're really doing a great job. I'm like, Oh, thanks. But you never, you're never gonna hear me. No, he goes, You're doing a great job, and I'm stoked you're here. I'm like. Oh, thanks, Frank. He goes, but you're never going to hear me tell you that again. And he walked away. I'm like, that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, always a backsided compliment. Always yeah, a, just a weird yeah. dude. Like, yeah. smartest dude you'll ever meet. Yeah. You know Stussy's never been in the red? Ever? I believe it. He's, He's a freaking genius when it comes to money. Yeah. Brilliant man. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant man. Yeah. Um, but... I never heard a good word, a good job from him again. The only time when you hear Robbie come to Frank's office from Nikki on the intercom, you're like, oh, freaking mother trucker. What a, what the Because you're going to get yelled at. Yeah. It's never like, hey, good job, man. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh. <laughs> but yeah, so that was that. And that was in March 2nd, 1998. That's when I started there. Okay. And then about seven months later, Again, Frank, we this is when skating was kind of coming back, you yeah. know, street skating, yeah. the, the glorious 90 years, the 90s. Let me let me pause oh, for a second. When did you start surfing for Stussy? I want to say 97. Mm-hmm. Really? 96, yeah. 97. Okay. No, I was more, 90? I think it was more 97, 98. 97, it was similar, 98, yeah. similar to when I was when I started the whole skate party because yeah, I think. Lara was riding for Stussy before the skate team. Yes, began. just by a few, just by like six months. Yeah. Because the reason why I know that, that folder that you guys did, that you and Maddie did in New York, yeah. I'm like, I like this. I'm going to do this in skateboarding. Yeah. So I stole that. Yeah. And made the Richard Mulder. Yeah. You knew who shot all those. Eli Gessner. Do I know Eli? Yeah. Owner of Zoo York. Zoo York. Yeah. Zoo York. yeah. Eli yeah. was a great dude. Yeah. In Essex. The Essex house was on it. Yeah. Yeah. Eli was awesome. Yeah. 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 He like, did we, show too. Yeah, we, okay. we, 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 Maddie is, is like, he Mexican? Yeah. yeah, no, we would, uh, it'd, it'd be like my layover spot for like Hawaii or, you know, like, you know, you always had to go through like New York or Miami to go anywhere. anywhere yeah, yeah, yeah. Way, yeah. You know? Yep. So, so, Anyways. so one day Frank said what? He walked up to me over by Jim Hogan. I worked with Jim Hogan all the time. I, I know I listened to it. I was laughing. I'm like, he so was good. wrong about something. Um. <laughs> Not surfing for six years? No, 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 no. Uh, he, Frank got uh, something I was going to correct him. I was uh, going to call you. He was about Frank and starting Stussy. He got money from his uncle. He was an investor. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Doesn't yeah. matter. He got money, but out. he bought it from... No, he started it. With Sean. How Stussy started, Frank was a snow skier in the winter. Sean Stussy's taught skiing in Mammoth in the winter. Shape surfboards in the summer. And they're like, Frank surfed in the summer, and they bumped into each other at Mammoth at Kittredge. And like, oh, you shaped, oh, I like the way you do your, this is, I'm kind of like shortening up yeah, the story, but yeah. you should, we should do t-shirts. I like your script, your logo, what you do on surfboards, we should do that. So that's how they started. Frank borrowed $5,000 from his uncle, and they started Stussy together. That's how it so started. So they started the clothing Frank, aspect of it together. Yes. He was doing bo- successful surf yeah, boards. And, yeah. then, and Frank rode his boards. Yeah. And then they bumped into each other in Mammoth. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Crazy. Huh. 
Yeah. All right. So that's so, how it started. So it's not Frank about said. Frank. Or not Jay, about yeah. Frank. Or Jay. Or Stussy. Or Stussy, but that's or a good part. Or Stussy. It's a good part of your career, though, you know? No. So our, our past crossed yet again. Yes. HSS. Just uh-huh. when you thought you got rid of him. Yeah. I, I thought you were a way better server than Kaipo, too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, yes. Love, love Kaipo, but yeah. No, I no I'm kidding. Because there's only two surfers. And yeah. Jeff Booth. Jeff Booth's lame, though, bro. <laughs> Dude, I went up to Jeff Booth at a. Uh, when we worked at Oakley together, I bought a watch band off him. His friend made watch bands. He goes, oh, they're 50 bucks. And this was in 96. Last year, I walked up to him at a uh, West Coast Sports Riders. I gave him 50 bucks. I go, I never paid you. He's like, I don't even remember. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing. I go, I worked at Oakley. He's like, oh, I vaguely remember that. I go, yeah, I bought a watch band off of you, and I never paid you. Here's your 50 bucks. He's like, wow. You want to split funny. it? I'm like, no, I owe you 50 bucks. You're... Like, you're yeah. You're trippy. Yeah, you're funny. Okay, so Frank said what? Oh, yeah, he walked up to me. He goes, I want to get back. Because Stussy used to touch and dabble into Thrasher Magazine with Sean back in the late 80s and stuff and skating and stuff. And he goes, I want to get back into skateboarding. There's some some cool stuff going on with it. And you're bald, so you go do it. (laughs) Lit verbatim. I'm like, I'm bald. and uh, Okay. I'm not a pro skater. But you skateboarded and you I followed pushed it. around, but I, no, I wasn't following it then. Yeah, okay. I, I, I had no uh, edumacation in it. I wasn't reading Trans World. I wasn't reading Thrasher or watching the latest 411 video or anything like that. Um, so I'm like, all right, cool. I mean, I used to skate a ditch in a mini ramp back in the 80s, but I was never any good. Um, so I'm like, all right. But Frank... Frank just kind of wanted to. to you yes out of anybody else well it was my way i think it was his way of getting me out of the warehouse because he told me he goes at the time oakley reps were the 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 jam reps in the industry at the time because oakley he knew you were the oakley rep. and yeah he knew because I, I told him he goes i don't have any job for you you're an oakley rep i don't have any like brett and all those guys are doing it and I, i'm like i don't care so it was his way and i worked my tail off i mean i worked through i mean i did anything and everything to um uh prove your worth prove my worth yeah and i was very honest in fact sorry hogan this is <laughs> frank would hire or not hire he would have jim Hogan and me go set up a booth at ASR in Windows in Long Beach. And we'd set it up and do our thing. And we'd drive together and drive back. And we would have, um, yeah, I'll drink one. Do you? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. Wait, what's... Ashland. 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 Yeah. So good. So good. Zero calories. Zero point zero. Hey, do you know we're sponsored? <laughs> By Ashland Hard Seltzer. Yeah, these are the bomb. These are... Wait. Hey, this is going to keep your... Uh, mm, your this is good. Yeah, this really good. And so, zero calories. So delicious. And the can is so cool looking. It's mauve. Yeah, you're, you're trying the mango strawberry. It's so oh, good. Oh, it tastes just like a strawberry. <laughs> and mango. <laughs> no, anyway... Um, oh, yeah, so what happened is we went and set up the booth, and then we just write our hours down. A couple days later, Frank calls me and he goes, hey, Robbie, what, what happened? I'm like, what are you talking about? Your hours and gym hours are very different. I'm like, 
I don't know. He's like, did he stay there longer and work extra hours and you didn't? We went home early. I'm like, uh, no, we just kind of drove together and left together. He's like, oh, and I think I got busted because he was padding his hours. Oh. <laughs> but 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 that you're supposed to be on the same page when that. Stuff yeah, goes down. I didn't know, and like yeah. yeah, I'm like I didn't. I'm like. Uh, like I, it was, yeah. You so were under the bus. No. You just you were caught off yeah, guard. Yeah, I didn't, didn't know. I'm like, ah. So that kind of put me, because Frank is really big on uh, integrity, money. integrity, <laughs> like saving money, like. But, and 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 my history with Oakley and in, in, in surf and sport and the crew, and so that's that's how the whole. He's looking for an opportunity for you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that's what happened. So then. I'm like, how do I start a skate team? I'm like, holy crap. So, so he said that? He said, I want to get into skateboarding? Well, yeah. He goes, what do you think we should do? I'm like, well, gosh, we got the only way we can do it authentically is to get some skaters. And Because we had you already. He's like, yeah. well, let's go get a couple skaters. Because we got Larson. We're doing that in surf. Yeah. And so you paved the way for me, Jay. Nice. Thank you, bro. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Kung Pao. Yeah. You know, here's to that <laughs> Ashland. Looking, looking, looking out for you, bro. But... <laughs> But going back to Stussy, that we had a, other mutual friends. It was a great group of oh, people Stussy working there. Blast, it was a man. small yeah. unit. Like, I mean, it was, it, it was mom and pop. It was mom yeah. and pop. But it wasn't uh, dude, it, quietly doing 20 plus million a year. Oh, no. I was doing like 40. Yeah. Okay. Quietly doing yeah. 40 plus million But Frank a year. wanted it that low. He didn't want it to go higher. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... He, he was disciplined extremely, and that's and, why it's still around today. Yeah, but yeah, and you kept. I mean, you're able when you don't have to answer to other no he investors no, and other people, and you yeah, making money. He, like the bank didn't own it; he owned it. Well, like, Maddie Mullick told me how much he makes every two weeks, yep. and how much he makes, and what he has, and this and that. I've heard it all. But Maddie, this show's not about Mullick. This show's not about Maddie. Yeah. <laughs> all but, right. So, so I. I and then also he wanted me to go and service actives because mm. I'm cool and I had that reputation and Stussy was just starting to get into so I became really good friends with Shane Wallace we just we clicked and so I called up Shane I'm like hey I I Frank wants to get a skate team together he goes oh you should I got the perfect kid Richard Mulder and I'm like okay and so I called Richard and he came in. And Shane told him, like, if you don't, he, he, he'll give you some gear. If you don't like it, I'll buy it off you. And Richard came in. And, and it was just a love fest from day one with me and Richard. We're still best friends today. Nice. And so Richard came in. And I'll be candid with you. Richard put, like, I'm like, hey, Richard, Keith Huffnagel wants to get on. Is he rad? Oh, Huff rules. Cool. <laughs> Let's put him on. Awesome. Hey, Richard, Scott Johnson wants to get on. Cool. Hey, Van England wants to get on. Oh, cool. Rad. So hey. wait, wait, wait. So that's how it started. So you got hooked up with Shane. Shane hooked you up with Mulder, and then those other. Then guys, the word got out that Stussy out. is going to put a team together. Yeah, and and these guys, Huffnagel, yeah. rest in peace. Yes, said, "Hey, I, hey. I want to reference Stussy sick. <laughs> Stussy sick. <laughs> you know." And uh, he came in. I'm like, I'm like, cool. Like he came in, and I remember we were sitting in that. The, the sample room in the front and we quote had an interview I'm like you want to skate for Susie? he's like yeah I'm like done <laughs> it was that simple like and then Van was there England, money involved? yeah oh yeah 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 we paid him absolutely okay. 100% and we, we and the thing that solidified what I was doing right James Jebbia 
the owner of Supreme, mm-hmm. owned the Stussy store in New York, called Frank and says, that team is insane. Perfect. Yeah, That's the best thing Stussy has done in I don't know how long. And Frank, the insecure person that he is, I love you, Frank, but we all know that you're insecure. That's why the way you are, got blessed by James Yebia. Yeah. Even though they kind of bumped heads and hated each other for so long that it solidified what I did. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just being cool like Richard Mulder. Yeah. He was my North You're at Star. The right place at right the right time. time. Yeah. 100%. And you knew the right people. Getting and they back knew to, the right people. Exactly. Yeah. Getting back to All right. So I had to learn that industry. I had to learn skateboarding. Yeah. So yeah, what I knew what who I knew got me there, but what I had to learn kept me there. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, stay on top of. Uh huh. Like I everything. became friends with Rick Howard and Eric Costin and all these people. Like, like I don't want to say friends. I like they knew. Who, like I just knew who yeah. the fraternity yeah. is. Skateboarding is a fraternity. Yeah. So network. Yes. So were you also in charge of like marketing and the campaigns uh, the, whole the whole skate. thing anything skate like was what me skateboard looked like so yes and that's how i got into photography okay that's what i was just gonna ask it's, yeah because frank came where to me did photography come in? frank came to me and i don't want to pay this photographer another 800 dollars. once you shoot it that's exactly what it was <laughs> it was paul middleman's wife reggie casagrande great photographer was charging him like 15 grand to shoot Oh, to shoot the skate team yeah. in Tokyo and New York, and yeah. we'd, we'd do all these rad things yeah. and stuff. And he's like, I'm not paying for another photographer. And this Paul is 99. Was the, the Stussy du- uh, creative director? Creative director, right? yeah. And his wife was, the was a photographer. So he was double dipping. Yeah. Hard. Yeah. And smart man. Smart. <laughs> yeah. I and uh, so Frank, in his frugalness, said annex to that. And I had Lance Mountain. I had the team was in like Lance Mountain. Uh, yeah, Ave on there too. Anthony wow. Van England, Justin Eldridge, Danny Montoya, Chad Timtim, Richard Mulder, Scott Johnston. Um, All star. Yeah, I mean it was it was a dope team. Yeah, yeah. They because they loved the clothing. Yeah, they yeah. loved the clothing, and, that's, and well, that was the thing. It's, it's we love. I still you love know it. me. That's all I ever wore was Stussy back yeah. in the day. Yeah, yeah. no, and, and 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 so before Larson got on the team. Yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> BB, I'd help linen box lots of that stuff <laughs> out, out the back door. Oh, oh, yeah. We all knew you loved it, LC. We <laughs> all so knew that you that. loved it. No, so and so it was like super cool, and it was done great. The skaters were grow, and so my whole thing was. The last thing I'm going to do is to market Stussy like it's a skate brand. It's a lifestyle that skaters wore. So yeah. all our ads weren't like Huff doing a kickflip over a trash can. No. It was Huff and Lance in a bee suit. Remember that ad? Yeah. Like, it was dumb. It was like black and white and just goofy. That's when I got in, in, into the camera. So Frank comes to me because we're not doing, I'm not paying for a photographer anymore. I'm like, well, I got like six more months of Transworld we've already paid for. Like, I don't know how else to fill that ad. He's like, figure it out. Yeah. So I called up John Humphreys and Atiba Jefferson, two great skate photographers that I got to know because of the fraternity. Yeah. And Humphreys, so I'm like, hey, I gotta, I gotta get a camera. What do I get? He's yeah. like, and he's like, I don't know. Just go get a Nikon F4. Literally, that's what he said. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> so I went to, um, right next to Doctor G's house. 
Yes. Cal's, Cal's. Cal's camera. Yeah. And then they had a Nikon F4. I'm like, oh, how much is that? It was a used one. He's yeah. like, I don't know, 750 bucks. This was September 11th, 2002. Mm, wow. I remember the day because it was the year after September 11th. And I'm like, I need that camera. And I'm like, and I'm like, D does it come with a lens or they're like, no. I'm like, oh, I need to get a lens. I'm like, what, when do I get? They're like, what are you, stupid? Like, yeah. I'm like, I am. Like, I have no idea what yeah. I'm doing. Like, so I got it. I remember getting a 24 millimeter 2.8 because I remember Humphrey's telling me, just get something in 2.8. That's the speed, you know, that you have, like how much it opens yeah. up. And that 2.8 is professional grade in a nutshell. I'm like, oh, okay. So I got a 24 millimeter, which is wide angle lens. It's not great. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. It's very. You got to be close. And, yeah, whatever. Yeah. It is what it is. I didn't know. Ignorance is bliss. So I went out and I'm like, hey, Richard, let's go shoot an ad. Remember the hint on him jumping? That was the ad I shot after three months. And I went and bought Tri-X and he taught me how to load it. And the I will toot my horn on this. Complex magazine. You know, all the photographers that Stussy's ever had, like Jurgen Teller. So I was thinking of Jürgen. the famous people that have shot. Dude, the Stussy's gnarliest yeah. $100,000. Tobin Yellen? Tobin well, no, not Tobin. No. Tobin, uh, but like um, that dirty guy, really nasty. He did the with a wrecking ball. The he did that video. Oh. Gosh, why can't I think of his name? Hey. He's wore glasses. He was a dirty, Gosh. like dirty dude. Like he'd have like photos of, with him and his glasses with the cum on his face. Like, oh my yeah, gnarly <laughs> dude, but great photographer. Yeah, hundred thousand dollar type of photographer. Yeah. They had a ton of them. Complex put my ads as the top three ads of all time at Stussy. Wow. I'm like, what? Ignorance is bliss. Yeah. I'm telling you, that's all yeah, that's that was. that's pretty fucking It's super huge. cool. That's I fundamental. was pretty stoked. Yeah. I'm like... Because that's a lot of history. And, a lot of years and a lot of... you said a lot of... for how long? Eight, 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 three months. <laughs> three months. But I really kid you not. I think my dyslexia, because I'm so dyslexic, I gravitated to photography pretty quick. Because... It just was a, a way I could express my brain without using words. Yeah. Does that make sense? Pictures yeah. worth a thousand words, right? Yeah. And so I fell in love with it. In but you're also probably studying all the other companies that are putting out ads and, you know, like, how do I make it different but mm -hmm. has a Stussy vibe. So and I went back to the old, remember that kid doing this thing? Yeah. Um, that guy, that... that the African kid, yeah. right? And what it was, he was, a, he was a, um, an evangelist. And he would travel to these crazy his name was richard Do uh dobson yeah that he, shot those campaigns yeah because yeah. he was an evangelist that preached to kids in jungle yeah and he he was friends with frank and frank would like he would bring t-shirts and put them on a kid in the middle of sudan yeah yeah and you shoot a photo wow. and those those ads are brilliant those were sick brilliant are you are we go I wanted to kind of maintain that vibe because that that was Stussy. It was raw. That was Stussy. Yeah. And that was that was Sean. Sean was brilliant. I never got to work too much with Sean because he left in '96. I worked with him back in '87, '86 in the warehouse with Big Bird. Mm -hmm. When Big Bird was in the warehouse, RA was in the warehouse, and we have hangar fights from you know. I, I worked back then. That's how Frank knew me too, you know. And um. My band Angry would play. Remember Angry? We yeah. played a couple. Yeah. Of, like that band was great. We opened up for Nirvana actually at the, at the Roxy. Yeah, isn't that cool? cool. Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Forget. So wait, let, let's stick <laughs> let's, on. Let's stick to <laughs> the, your blossoming yeah, so, photography. So got into that, shot those ads, and another guy named Jules, who you know, he works at uh, the bag company Herschel, Herschel now. Yeah, he was English a dude. Yeah, yeah, DJ. He was one of Sean's boys. So he's the early crew. Like you know, when you have Mick Jones from the Clash. Paul Middleman, Jules is in those photos. He had the shop in Hawaii at the time. Oh, yeah. Right? And so Frank and David flew over there to do a little vacation. And uh, Jules came up to him, second validation for me. Frank, that photo, that ad with Lance Mountain in a bee suit and Huff standing in the Huff store, the best Stussy ad we've ever, ever had. Love that ad. Right to his face. And... First thing Frank does, turns to David, because David was with me all the time. Frank would like, you're going to art. Can David come with you on the skate tour? I'm like, oh, dang, that means I got to babysit this 12-year-old too. Like, And so David was with me all the time. I taught him how to photography. He got into photography. And so first thing David, first thing Frank looks at David, he's like, don't tell Robbie that. You want money. Like, literally, David came home. First thing David did is like, dude, you know what my dad said? I'm like, no, what? So... Tell us about that inspiration. How did you get that inspiration to put Lance in a bee suit? Yeah, dude, it's this bee suit right there. That's the photo. I did it. I just did an art show with Lance. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was the show. So what? What? How? Why? Because uh, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot, and Lance is an idiot. In fact, the name of the show was "Glad to Be an Idiot." <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the show. Like, literally. Um, but that was at Huff Store in San Francisco. Yeah, his first store, at 808 Sutter Street. San Francisco, 2000, the day the Iraq War started, which is crazy, because I have a photo of Lance at at a at the di- at a breakfast table across the street in the bee suit, reading a newspaper or eating breakfast with Huff, and it says "War" on the magazine. It's a really cool photo. Of, yeah. Anyway, side I sidebar here. Um, well, that was your first ad. Th- Richard Mulder was my first ad. The one him jumping. Got it. Richard calls it Rapture Practice. And then the second one was Lance. And I just wanted to incorporate Lance somehow. And it was, it was Huff's basically first store, kind of grand opening. And so I had the idea, like, let's put, Huff, or let's put Lance in a hot dog suit. You know how, like, standing out front, shop at Huff? Yeah. yeah. That's what the concept was. So I called Ann Freeman, who was Huff's wife at the time. Yeah. I'm like, hey, is there a costume shop up there? She goes, oh, look. And there was one in Marin County. And so we went up to look for a hot dog suit. No luck. No luck, but There's there was bee. a really good bee costume. <laughs> you know, it was beautiful. And so, Lance, would you wear this? And he's like, heck yeah. Lance is a lot like me. He loves to be in the butt of jokes. Yeah. Like he, but it wasn't really a joke. It was just kind of like... It was just being funny. A, a fun yeah. and then like, like a page like stopper. You know, like stupid. Yeah, like lighthearted. And so we went up and shot, and the light got... But this is a great part of that day. We drove up there, and we shot it. The morning light was good. And then we're like, bad light. So we're like, let's go skate. I think it was Phil Shaw's park down in like Redwood City. So we drive down there in the van. Lance is skating in the bee suit still. He wouldn't take it off. <laughs> like he's just ripping this park, and these head, these local dudes pull up. They're like, oh, just pissed. And like I'm sitting in the in the. They in, don't know who the he is. They no. just see a freaking guy in a bee suit. And they're like, some effing dude is skating in an effing bee suit in my freaking park. It's my freaking favorite skater. Fuck. <laughs> oh my god. They were pissed. It's my favorite skater. Yeah, and it's Lance. <laughs> and it's my favorite skater. I came here to kick his ass, but I can't. 
So he was just ripping in the beach, your front side, just just ripping. You know, this is 20 years ago, you know, so Lance yeah. was younger. He's still ripping now, but yeah. he's 55, 56, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, but it was, and so then we went back and then we finished the shoot. Did you start skating again too? Yeah. Like oh gosh, we built, we built a mini ramp. You know, if you're looking at Stussy, the warehouse to the right. Yeah. I remember that. Frank had back of that and they built like, it was a government, like they built like Kevlar uh, bulletproof vest. So it had to be temperature had to be like in the 60s so it was air conditioned we built the the best mini ramp and i, I we, we that. skated that thing every, that's all i ever did yeah and frank wanted me to bring active parties and have active pizza parties and skate yeah. and dude so did I he had start the best paying stuff. you well yeah okay he did he did well, what was he paying you i think it was 80 grand plus commission of whatever actives and skate shops were doing too so you got active in all skate shops? Uh-huh. Sick. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, it was, kind of, you know, again, the, the clothes sold themselves. The vibe was there. I didn't it was sell just anything. Like, but, <laughs> I'll tell you that much. But it was about like, well, what? 80 grand in the It was about what distribution. Is that, yeah. Like good. But active good living. No, an active, and there's like, there was like, up. there was like eight stores at the time. Yeah, they and they were up. building, and they were doing what you did. Yeah. You know what I'm not saying? Not as good as I did. But not as good as you did, but they did. No, they did. Oh, they did. Trust me. They didn't you know learn I mean? Japanese. They didn't learn Japanese, though. But they didn't need to. Yeah. And so I'm just high hog. We are traveling the world and yeah. every... We stay in the best hotels in Tokyo and Argentina, Australia. Like, we, yeah. I went every, London. We went everywhere doing Transworld tours. Like, so you were like supreme. mm before Supreme. Yes. Like Stussy was the brand that everybody wanted. Yeah. For in fact, sure. Stussy used to make Supreme. I know. Yeah. I remember going in there and seeing Supreme yeah. corduroy pants. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it's funny though. And I used to work with James. I used to be before the whole skate thing. I used to be the inside guy for James. And he would call me. It's fucking embarrassing. Because he's British. I, I'm a Stussy store. I can't get that T-shirt. I'm like, well, you got to order it. Like, like, oh, how do, how am I supposed to? Ship it to you. How do I know? He's like, oh, it's in back. I'm like, oh man, he was a night. That's why he's a billionaire. Yeah, because he's a nightmare. Yeah, but I know they sold for a freaking billion. He it sold half like, of it for five hundred million, and, and then, then they just resold it. His other two. half for two billion. So he he had half of it. Yeah. So he got a billion and a half dollars, I think. So. so Oh, it's not about billionaires though. It's about it's us. about it's about this. It's not <laughs> about it's not about James. Yeah. It's not about Supreme. Okay. Yeah, it's about so are you were living La Vida Loca. Oh, dude, not doing a thing, just skating, skating, <sighs> taking photos, taking photos. But you're, you were kind of you you were an employee with all the perks of having yeah. an employee, like a per diem and, and travel and everything, and you're you know like. Yeah, you didn't have a really worry except like creating content and no, traveling. no, and just yeah, working with the magazines, making sure Rick Howard likes Stussy. Remember giving? I mean, gosh, if Frank knew how much clothing I gave away to <laughs> non-Stussy skaters, he would lynch me. Yeah. Oh, he knew. He knew Guaranteed everything. He knew. I he think knew. he knew. Oh, dude, but, you kidding me? He, he, yeah, he knows how much stickers I did. He looks at all the yeah. fine lines. Yeah, but I will say this though. Get this, Joe Joel Kernershield. Yeah, you know, he hired me in 2007 to do his son's brand. 
And the reason why he hired me, because he told me this. Was this after Stussy? Yeah, or? this was 2007. Okay. It was way after Stussy. And he's well, let's, like, let's finish the Stussy. But I just want to say this okay. story. Like, he goes, I hired you because Frank said this about you. And I'm like, uh oh. He says, Stussy wouldn't be Stussy today if it wasn't for Robbie. I'm like, no, he didn't. Wow. He goes, That's why I hired you. I don't know who you are. I knew Frank. I'm like, no way. I don't believe it. He's like, I don't know what to tell you. That's what he. Th- I sat in his office, and that's what he said to me. Yeah. And that's why I hired you. I'm like, shut. I still don't believe Did you start it. Start crying. <laughs> shut up, <laughs> <laughs> right. No, but I got. Before emotional. we get there, let's go back to to Stussy and how long? How long was that run for? Let's see. I put Mulder on December '98, and Frank pulled the plug. I want to say 2007. Right after surfing. 2007. <laughs> so a long run. Yeah, it was a good run. Eight to nine years. Uh-huh. Sur- skateboarding was doing so cool that it now surfing had to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it did. Yeah. It did. He, he told me so. I had a, you know, a yeah. verbal agreement. We never had anything in writing, you know, because that's nobody how did. No. None and of my I, I had to go in. I had to go in his office and watch him write my check out in his checkbook. Yeah. And if I was gone for a couple months, he's on. I either get it before, or after I yeah. came back to and from. So I was up there all the time because I had a bunch yeah. of friends, but. Yeah, he he was, you know, Stu- toward, it, towards the end, he was like, "Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna pay you for one more year. It's gonna be less than what you're getting, but I just want to like give you, you know, a heads up, which was very admirable. And, no, and, that was cool and super cool, and it was less money or whatever. And I, you know, I was like, well, I want to kind of work here because at the time, Maddie was yeah, Maddie was one of the golden child. Started handling me and, a bunch me of and Maddie were the golden children. Started handling a bunch well, of you're the best brown nosers. Yeah. <clears throat> 100%. Right? <laughs> I, I ain't ashamed of that whatsoever. I'm, I, I'm Pinocchio. Yeah. Whoa. I guess it's that kind you of You want to enjoy? Right? Yeah. But, but I was like, I love the brand. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, Frank was Frank. But, yeah. I, you know, all my friends were there. And I'm like, oh, well, what am I going to do after? You know, that's, you got to have the backup plan. And, yeah. and um, Maddie's like, well, just go on the road with me. You know, like, they yeah. know, like, all these accounts and stuff. So when I was home, we'd, you know, go up mm-hmm. and down and, Go to these accounts and still try to make a living surfing, and then you know towards the end I was like Frank I want to you know I want to work here and he's like, oh, what do you you know what surfer you what do you have to offer me you know and I'm like well you know I'd like to spend a lot more time in Hawaii you don't have a store over there you know I was yeah. trying to like pitch like you know doing a store. opening a store in Hawaii yeah. yeah and he was just like freaking dumb surfer you know like my time you know like he pretty much just wrote me off in a you know he just yeah. didn't know me. He, he literally said to my face, like, you know, what am I going to hire some, like, dumb surfer? You know, pretty much. Okay. And I bet I, you he w- used the word dumb, I, too. No, for sure. And I, I'm like, you know, just deflated, whatever. And I'm like, all right, what am I going to do? Am I going to go be, like, Lockheed sub-rep or, yeah. or Dean Quinn sub-rep or who, you know, Paul, you know, Hart, you know, one of the guys that said, hey, you know, come. Yeah. You know. Your backup plan. Backup your, plan. Your next and then, step you know. Ruka, Conan, Pat, like, oh, why don't you come work for our brand? And, we'll, you know, we don't know that story. But it was, it was like, I wish, you know. Yeah. I wish I would have had more opportunity with Stussy. But then, you know, things <laughs> yeah. happen. And things happen for a reason. It's very, very. But I went to, I went yeah. to Ruka and we were nothing. And yeah. I, was I remember and, when Ruka started. And Frank, not to me, but to other people. So did Larson invest in that? Like, he, like. Was is, he a, money? is he a part of that? Like, you know? So I paid him to get hired? Yeah. And I was like, I should probably get 1%. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So, rode that for. Well, you kind of got to. It kind of like blended over into Nike. Okay. 
That's so, what I wanted to get to. Okay, so in 2001, Sandy Bodecker, the VP of Nike... Was this before CC then? No. No, it was during. This was during. Okay. So I started the skate team in 98. Okay. And then, then Nike comes to me in, in, 2001. Uh, in 2001. 2000, really. We started courting. And uh, so it, Sandy Bodecker. Okay. He was the VP. He's the dude. Like he took Nike soccer in Europe from 600 million in one year, and they laughed him out of the conference meeting. And he says, "We're gonna own Nike soccer. Soccer. We're gonna own European soccer." And they like get out of here. You're an American company. Two years later, they're the biggest thing. Well, so, you're not just an American company, but you invest in. Basketball and yeah, you know, exactly. Football it, like, and all these other things that aren't America yeah. doesn't understand Soccer. football. Football, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, get out of here, you stupid American. You yeah. know what I mean? And like, Sandy's like, we're gonna own it, and we're they're gonna, going up against big giant dude brands that are already. In we're gonna own the. He's like, we're gonna own the Brazilian team. We're gonna own this <laughs> this player Ronaldo. Da, 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 and start, and they're like, yeah, right. They did. Yeah, and it's because of Sandy. Wow. And Sandy was best friends with Mark Parker. Mark Parker just retired as the CEO. So Mark Parker is the reason why Sandy was successful, as well as Sandy being getting back to who you know. Sandy is extremely intelligent. It was brilliant. He passed away. Was a brilliant mind, mm. business-wise, but kind and stuff. So he reached out to me because he saw what I was doing with Nike. Excuse me, Stussy. Yeah. And sure. again, Vince Salazar was doing ACG, and they pulled him in to do Nike skateboarding and it wasn't sb at the time because it was yeah. nike skateboarding it didn't get sb later and then like i got introduced to sandy that way so sandy was married to kathy freeman i'm sorry this is the way my mind works sorry i just got to work it all out kathy freeman was the uh, aboriginal runner that lit the torch in oh. the australian olympics that's his she, wife huh yeah she won the first gold first aboriginal ever to win a gold medal Dang. and so she came to the meeting too I'm like, hey, I just saw you on TV last week or whatever, or month or whatever, whatever it was. It was yeah. I'm like, oh, I've never held a gold medal. And she's like, oh, over here, I'll bring it tomorrow. I'm like, oh, so I'm, I had a gold medal around my neck during the meeting. So wait, he reached out to you. To help how, start. How did, yeah, how did he, from somebody from Stussy? Vince that, Salazar. Oh, Vince Salazar, okay. Yeah, so we're at the Starbucks by the Orange County Airport, you know, on campus right there. Mm -hmm. And these shoes, I I just got back from Japan, and I bought these shoes. And I'm not, a, I'm not even a sneaker guy. I'm really not. That's the whole irony. I wasn't a skater. Started as well. You're not trying to be somebody that's like accepted because you know so much about no. like the cool. You're just, it's just, I'm just. I saw an opportunity. Kind of dumb lucky, but you you. No, I was dumb lucky. Like, but I don't of, care. But I was in the right place, at the right time, and I knew people. Yeah, that's again getting yeah. back to who but you, you executed. Know. But what you know keeps you there. Yeah, and I'm not uh, like I worked hard to learn and, and understand. Yeah. And, and but it's just it's just crazy. Like you know, like getting back to my ugh. fourth grade thing. I'm gonna read the room. Okay, how yeah. am I gonna make this? I, I'm gonna become really good friends with Rick Howard. Da, 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 and I'll, I bring up Rick a lot because I'll get to that in a minute. Um, so Sandy and I and Kathy are sitting in that coffee place or Starbucks. And I, it's, we're sitting on those high chairs, and my feet are dangling. And uh, he's like, "Well, how do, how do you think we can? How do you think Nike be, can get back into skateboarding? Because they tried earlier with ACG. Remember, like if all sports were treated like skateboarding, yeah. That which was a great ad campaign, I thought, by the way. 
But I'm like, well, you know, and I had Tried nothing to, to lose. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, nothing to lose. And I'm like, hey, you guys suck. You guys blew it. You guys are lame. Yeah. You guys are corny. You're like, duh. I'm like, this is what you do. And I, I, I'm like, I had no idea, but I'm just, just winging off the top it, of the head. winging it. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm looking down at my shoes. I'm the, like, the number one selling like. Well, well the not. duck hadn't started to get in Japan. It was yeah, not over here yet. The, over here, the uh, Air Max ninety five was popping with the hip hop crew. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. But the dunks in the culture, yeah, urban culture, was already established in the urban culture. Not too much yet. Not yet. They were. It was starting Japan. It was. It oh, was in Japan. Yeah. Like these, I, I spent 180 bucks on these in Japan. Frank's money, actually, by the way, it wasn't mine. It was yeah. Thanks, Frank. <laughs> Thanks, Frank. It was on um, the uh, invoice for um, 16 hours. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and so I came home and I'm wearing them. I'm again thinking I'm like going to a nighty meeting because I never wore Nikes. I'm like I probably I was I always wore Doc Martens. I always did. I, I still that. do. Yeah. And and I'm like I better wear some dunks or whether it be cool, yeah. you know. Let's let's not pretend like I care. Pretend exactly. Yeah. So I'm wearing these and I'm like, dang! I'm like, this is what you do, Sandy. Yeah. I'm not a Nike fan and I never bought a pair of shoes, but I bought these for 180 bucks. You know, yeah. like with Huffnagel. It was me and Keith. Those are sick. Should <laughs> <laughs> get these. All right, cool. So you just say, hey. Yeah. And so this is what you do. The first year, we put a team together. I'll put I'll put a great team together for you, guarantee it. And you do the limited edition dunks, and you only sell them to skate shops. And you do limited colorways, small quantities because they're gonna sell like freaking hotcakes. And you do the Jordan one if you can. He's like, we can do that. I'm like, that's it. And then that'll give you a year to just start developing your skate shoes that you want to make for skateboarding shoes yeah. you can create a collection because he was really adamant on having the skaters design the shoes i'm like okay so this will give us time this yeah. will we can seed the market we can get into the market so this is monumental news and information that is a tidbit that thousands millions of skateboarders and skate shops around the world have to thank you. Well, he, look, I'll be honest with you, though. I probably, sure, I came up with that on the thing. But you know what? There's probably someone in Portland who's saying the same thing. There's nothing new under yeah. the sun. Yeah. So I probably wasn't the only one that said this. But you were the one who said it to Sandy. Sandy Bodecker. Yeah. Who who, who was in charge of yeah. Nike. Yeah. See, yeah. it's about having the meeting and who you know. I went to Marshall. Everybody has that thought. Robert, Robbie. Yeah. This is what changed the course of skateboard Nike in, yeah. in globally. I killed the industry. You killed. I, I remember the being DES business, dude. This is funny. And story. Osiris and, and everybody Pepsi else. Yeah. And every, I remember. I remember being at ASR, and uh, I think it was the same year I met De La Soul. This was probably two thousand and through two. We had a booth. Anyway, that's that's another story. And, uh, so so you, at this meeting, off the top of your head, oh, yeah. what should we do? Oh, I'm going to put a skate team together for you. Yeah. And you, what you should do is, you know, these dunks. I bought these in Japan. Yeah. You know, people love the limited Yeah, edition. it's the limited edition vibe. Because I learned that from should, Stussy and Supreme. Yeah. Right. The, you want, you, everybody you wants what they can't get. Yeah, you got to create demand. So, so, so you said, let's... 
throw a bone to these skate shops yeah. because they they're the they're ones dying. That, yeah, they're, you know, like they're dying. They're, they're, and and to get to their heart, you got to put money in their wallet. I make them feel special, though. I you know, I did this. I absolutely made absolutely made them feel special. You or that's what I my thought was, but. It, 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 I, I also was thinking this. I'm like, gosh, like Corporation America, not. In fact, Darren Bradley told me this when I was going to do that. He's like, Nike's never going to be successful in skateboarding. <laughs> it was up up in the office, up fourth floor or whatever it was. I'm like, Nike's going to own it, brother. <laughs> I go, you watch. He's like, Psh, major corporation skaters hate that. I'm like, you hold on, pal. <laughs> And it was a challenge, and I got a lot of that challenged by a lot of people. And they were oh, just, yeah. but that that same time they were pretty much the same year. They bought Hurley. No, 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 no. I got a Wait. great story about that. Long after this was long after. No, like uh, not long after, but yeah, a few years, a okay. few years, a few years. And because uh, I remember picking up Mark Parker in a hotel in L.A., and he's like, "What do you think of Hurley?" I'm like, "Don't buy it." That's what I told him. I go, don't think about buying it. He's like, really? Why? I go, I love Bob. Yeah. But don't, you're going to fire sell that. Surfers won't get Nike. They won't understand it. It's a street culture. It's not a, it's not, it's not water culture. It's not a sponge. It's hardcore. It, you're, 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 don't do it. But he did. And, uh, but I went to Mark Parker's house once. It was the funniest thing. I'm at, I'm in the kitchen. Which is the design, the, the crazy design team. Like there's 10 people in the kitchen. There's a million designers at, at, at Nike, but in the kitchen. You're talking Nike headquarters. Nike headquarters. Okay. I would fly up there not, once a Not month. the kitchen at his house. No, the kitchen. They called it the kitchen. Okay. Like, uh, what's that guy's name? Tinker. Yes, Tinker Hatfield was in there. He's the guy that did all the Jordans. I'm, we're at his desk. It was me, Tinker. Mark Parker, Sandy, this guy named Michael Hernandez, and a couple other guys that I didn't know, all the designers. We're just kind of chatting, and there's me. <laughs> you know, like, and all these, they're talking, and Mark's a big toy collector, like art collector, like big, 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 big time. And he was like, I just had the wing of my house finished. The wing. Uh-huh. Yeah. And for my art and toys, I'm like, oh, sick. Yeah, you're thinking like, an, an, an room edition. Right. And I'm like, I go, can I come see it? And everybody goes, looks at me like this. I get side-eyed from everybody. Like, oh, what did I just say? He's like, sure. So he pulls out a card and writes his phone number down. And he goes, this is my address. Come at 7. I'm like, all right, cool. And he left. And everybody goes, what the hell are you doing? You're not, you can't ask. Because at Nike, if you see Michael Jordan, ignore him. Yeah. You're not allowed to talk to them. If you see yeah. anybody, you are not allowed. Yeah. Don't don't go up to them, ask for an autograph. If you do, you're gonna get reprimanded. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It's like it's just the yeah, the way of life up there. It's like I'm asking the CEO to come over to his house. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm an I'm a I wasn't an employee, I was a um freelance. Thank you. Like, yeah. yeah, like you know, yeah. I uh, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, I don't know. Like, I don't care. So yeah. I go to his house. And, and everybody else wanted to ask yeah, him to do that. Everybody wanted but they to. Didn't because, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, right? Who is this guy? Wait. Uh-huh. You oh, shouldn't you have done that, but he, you're good. What? You kook? Yeah. And anyway, so I'm, he's showing me the wing. It's like a 50-foot room, 30 feet wide by 25 feet tall. And it's only like a fraction of his collection. The best of the best. 
well, get this. I'm walking. And you got to walk in it like this. You're like bumping into things. You're like, oh, ah, can I take a photo of that? Oh, yeah. And I turn the corner and there's an RTD2. Like, our, you know, Star Wars. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Real one. And I go, where'd you get that? He's like, oh, George gave it to me. I'm like, George. <laughs> I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, who's George? Why do I, how would I know George? He's like, yeah. I'm like, and he looked at me like, Lucas? Lucas? Yeah. I'm like, oh. <laughs> He's like, he goes, don't say anything. But the one in the Smithsonian's was the backup. That's the one that was in the movies. I'm like, wow. Can I hug it? And he goes, like, sure. I hugged the original R2-D2. And I took a photo of it next to him wow. with his hand on it. And so he has those kind of toys. That's yeah. crazy. Those kind He's of toys. He's that, 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 that into it. In fact, when I picked him up that one year, there's a store. I forget the name of it because I'm not a toy collector or into that stuff. He left his credit card there. He spent 15 grand the day before on toys and he left his toy there and like we get there and i'm talking to the kid he goes yeah that guy dropped 15 grand last night he dropped another 15 grand because they put out new stuff because they knew he was coming back it's kind of and so anyway stupid buddy yeah so anyway i'm on his porch leaving after having dinner with his wife and his daughter you know like yeah ignorance is bliss just high five and just being stupid me right not being reverent of no upper decks at his house though right What's that? Oh, you mean high dives? No, I didn't even... I think I pissed in his bushes, though. I really do. I think I pissed in his bushes when I was leaving because I had to pee. But super... I mean, super I was just... Super polite. And, super yeah. polite. Thank yeah. you, Mark. Like, he made me call him Mark. Hey, I'm, thanks, Mark. And, like, he was... I mean, but I'm not, like, yeah. brown... No, like, oh, my gosh. And that's probably my... what he's used I think, to getting. Exactly. He's like, oh, this guy is probably genuinely interested in... I, what I have and what I'm doing. Yeah, like, and like he was showing me his toys. I'm like, well, that's... And I was asking honest questions about it, and he yeah. was excited to tell me about it. Yeah. And so it was like three, four hours of him just showing me these little trinkets and stuff. And I was generally... I'm not into toys. I'm not into art. I'm, I, but I'm like, cool. Like, wow, how'd you yeah. get into yeah. it? Like, you're, what made you like... You're not challenging him. You're not one-upping no. him. You're genuinely asking like... Yeah. like I don't know anything about this. He, share that kind of stuff. A hundred percent. Who else would he And have then so we're, I'm that. standing on his porch in, in outside of Portland. And he's like, you know, Robbie, I love what you're doing. This is the first year Nike SB was doing business. And we're minus $3 million. We're in the red. Ugh. You know what I mean? But, cause but you have to. Yeah. We have I mean, to be, right? And, yeah. and he goes like... I love what you're doing. I'm like, oh, cool, thanks. Matt, keep, Mark, Park. Mark was saying this. He's keep doing what you're doing. Have fun. I'll keep the wolves at bay. I'm like, all right. <laughs> did yeah. you have a title? Like, did they... I was just, quote, the team manager, marketing, like... It's funny, because they called me up. So, before you, you talked so about So, I was that. doing both. I was doing both Stussy and Nike at the same time. So when, when you told Sandy Bodecker to do the dunk thing, to introduce yeah. uh, Nike in limited edition runs to skate shops, they said brilliant, right? Well, I don't know if they said brilliant, but they said sure. Yeah, but but that's what, that was the Trojan horse that yes. got. Yes, that it, got me all, in. Like everyone, every shop that got the first, what was the first limited dunk? Oh, I don't even remember. It's all a blur. Which colorway you mean? Like which? Oh, I think it was a it was a burgundy one. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> so so don't worry about it as this kid's getting beat. Just Jay beating his kids in the background. So it was. Do you want was, to stop? Or? That first no. Oh, that, okay, that cool. first um. It's authentic. It was gray. It was it was a gray. I remember because I remember Alpha Numeric had a dunk 
Ooh. Remember that? Yeah. And that was before Nike SB. Okay. Yeah. Or same time. I don't, gosh, it's all a blur. This was 20 yeah. years ago. So, but that was kind of the door opening for Nike to be accepted in the most chorus skate shops across the world. 100%. Right? Yeah. So, so the dunk was a successful step in the right direction for Nike. Well, I mean, I put the team together first. And that's and they were. I was always real leery on giving them the names until I got a contract. I learned, did learn that. I had a fifty-three. What was it? Twenty-nine thousand dollars signing bonus was my contract, and a it's like sixty grand a year, every year. And that's what that's what I, that was my pay. And so but you were still doing. And I was still doing Stussy. I was making good money back then. It was great. And for, yeah, for, for skating a mini ramp, traveling the world, taking f- terrible photos. It was great. Um, so 30 G's to sign on. Every year I got $29,000 signing bonus. Every year? Every year. Plus the 60? Mm-hmm. So 90K a year? Yeah. <laughs> to be an idiot. And you know all, I mean? all the free dunks you can wear. Oh, dude. If I go back, I had every... I kid you not, my garage, if I could have kept every single dunk, eBay dunk, I had every size of Supreme, every limited edition dunk ever, every Jordan, every... You could have made another 90... I could have made a million dollars. I'm not exaggerating. There's dunks that sell for 20 grand now that I had 12 of them. And my job was to seed the market. So they sent me all these crazy dunks to give to Rick Howard, to give to Jason Dill, to give to Eric Costin, to give to JoJo, whomever. And that's part of what I did, to give to Eddie Cruz, to give to James Jebbia. In fact, I told Nike wouldn't open Supreme. I'm like, what? You have to be in bed with James. And that's how the Supreme dunks came. Because I said... I called up. Was Mark. that the light blue with the stars? Yeah. No, it was the, it was the black one with the elephant. You know the Jordan three. Uh, they call it the elephant mm, print. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the first one. Okay. And they did a white one with a blue and a black one with a red, with that elephant dunk right. You know, on the toe and the and heel. Yeah. And then I, I when I picked up Mark Parker, I'm like, you got to come meet Eddie Cruz. Eddie Cruz owns Undefeated, and he also owns Union, and he's part owner of the L.A. Supreme. Stussy. Supreme Stussy oh, too, oh. but he's part owner because he was James's guy from Union when James owned Union mm-hmm. before Supreme, and uh, in New York. Uh-huh, but Eddie Eddie Cruz is out here in L.A. and he has been for many many. He's he's the I'm king, ready. He's the, yeah he's the the quintessential L.A. dude. Yeah. Super. I love Eddie Cruz, and Eddie was like, man, I, they won't open me. Sporty L.A. is blocking me. Wow. I'm like. It's not the same. We'll yeah. fix that. Yeah. So I yeah. brought Mark Parker in. I'm like, Mark, Eddie, Eddie, Mark, you guys need to work together. And then it just went hog wild from there. And so Eddie's always been very appreciative for that. And I told him the same thing about James. I'm like, you, James used to, excuse my French kid, used to have stickers in his window in, L, in the New York store that says, fuck Nike. And because they wouldn't open them. I'm like, yeah. we have to be in bed. So that's how SB started Nike Supreme. It's because, like, I'm like, no, these, Union in L.A., Supreme in New York, that's so, it. 
are you saying you started the SB part of it or? Well, I oh I I man I made sure I had absolutely mandated that they they open them. Yeah. yeah, but the SB it was part, SB it was SB only at the time. Okay, and then did they, you create it, SB to open? Mm -mm. No, was, SB, SB was already open. It, SB was already a thing. Yeah, SB was already going. Okay. So I purposely thought to myself when I first started putting a team together, I want a team that Rick Howard. I say Rick Howard a lot because that's why in my dyslexic mind it's pretty limited i put i'm like i need to put a team together that but and at this time i knew skateboarding now because i've been in it with yeah. stussy and stuff so i'm like i'm gonna put a team together that rick howard would appreciate yeah would dig because yeah. he is the girl is, is already a big nike i they of. wouldn't open huff either wow because of uh, some other sh sporty la kind of vibe yeah. shoe shop in san francisco mm -hmm. i'm like I'm like no. We, that sounds you have to open Huff. Such the same parallel when I was working for Levi's and you're answering to a, a corporation. Yep. And they had, oh no, there's three accounts. You got eight. You got account eight miles. You know, southwest of where this account is, and another one that's four point two. And I'm like. That's a cowboy's shop, and then yeah, that, exactly. that's like a freaking like. Yeah, but the number they do sixty thousand dollars a year. Yeah, but, but this is they're they're only they gonna do a thousand a month. Like, like the people like, going in those stores aren't going in this store and in, in that. Well, more importantly to me with Nike SB was the right people are gonna shop at Huff. The right sure. people are gonna for shop your, at Supreme for, your for what we're trying to do for yeah. SB. So yeah. let's just open SB with them, yeah. and then let the chips fall where they may. Yeah. And but that's it, what happened. But so, it's just weird that they, you know, a company just looks at distribution all the same. Well, that's until, what, until you could kind of like get it through the right channel. That's where marketing and numbers yeah. need to talk yeah. and understand. Marketing yeah. is is it's we're perceptions. Not money, we're not the money maker. We're the cool factor. Perceptions, reality. Yeah, but that's so, all marketing is. I I hate that we're talking so well about Nike SB because I, you know. I hate what Nike SB did to skateboarding. <laughs> to the skateboarding. Hey, I'm going to be candid with you. Nike, <laughs> what Nike did in the early years, they invested more into skateboarding than any other company combined. Totally agree. I totally agree. But they destroyed the industry, though. 100%. Yeah. I, yeah. And you know what? To be honest with you, I don't feel guilty. I'll be honest with you. It's business. I would. Yeah. They were gonna do it without me. Yeah, for sure. Would they have done it? Would it look different? Maybe I don't know. Yeah. yeah. However, I'm looking at ninety grand a year. Oh gosh. And Bro. like, are you? Yeah. Of course, I'm gonna say sure. But you believe you know you're you're doing something different. And here's what here's what changed my mind. Yeah. The first time I went up there, there's an underground world at night. It's like Disneyland. There's an underground world at Nike, and you go downstairs. Nobody gets to go down there. Sandy took me down there. And like, there's dudes in lab coats with pins, and there's a dude kicking a ball with wires coming out of his foot. Dude doing a jump shot with wires coming out. It looked like NASA. I'm like, and it's as far as you can see, like people sidestepping like this. I'm like, what the heck? And they're they're. I'm like, it's like whoa, yeah, military. Yes, and I'm like, and that's in my mind. That was like the first six months. Did you? And I'm like, this they're gonna own skateboarding. Because the technology, yeah. as well as exactly as well as the the professional side of running a business, they're going to execute. They're going to execute. They're going to ship. 
Yeah. You know, the rep's going to write 12 shoes. They're going to get 12 shoes. They're not going to get four. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or And they can make a shoe from paper in Portland in three days on campus. So, oh, the, the, the Ollie spot is a little off. Can you just shave that down a little bit? Sure. Three days later, Gino's doing an Ollie in it. Like, oh, yeah, that's better. Okay, wow. cool. Wow. That is gnarly. It's gnarly. So that's how I knew they were going to own skateboarding because of the the monster. But it is a double-edged sword where you're talking about. But, you know, competition, either you you survive and up your game or you you go. Yeah. You know? It's just... What's what's really rad though is we know the person Robert Sheffers sure. yeah. who's talking to us on the podcast today, which is my favorite podcast. In, instrumental, yeah, in in creating an opening for not just Nike but Stussy and doing it in a really killer way, unknowingly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, when you ha- when you when you, when when. Frank tapped you on the shoulder and said, hey, let's get you in, you know, let's get us in the skateboarding. And organically, yeah. you, you did And it. that's what, and to be honest with you, that's what I told Casey when he came to me. Because he, he, I have ownership in Sporta King. And he, like, I want to make, like, can you help us? I'm like, of course. Authenticity. Yeah. I'm, I'm, authenticity? Yeah, Am I saying that right? Yeah. No, for sure. Has to be. Because he wanted to be a streetwear brand. Yeah. Casey. I'm he, like, he'll, he'll, you know. I'm like, Casey, you surf. He wanted to be in Supreme. I'm like, why do you want to be in Supreme? Why do you want to go to a party? Why do you want to go into a backdoor party? And you're not invited to that party. You're going to be looked at like, what is that guy doing here? Yeah. You surf. Have, be a surfer that's influenced with street. And that's what Sport of Kings was. Or is. It is. You know what I mean? And it it, it goes that with anything in life. Photography, uh, sales rep, if you're honest and honest. Uh, like authentic to what you do like outer known if they wanted to do something like that's not surf based it's like uh, basketball and kelly slater yeah um i know you love golf but he can shoot the three dude yeah i know i know and he could play golf and <laughs> play ping pong, pong but yeah. why would you do that yeah. yeah that's not who you are yeah and so that's what i think as someone in my limited mind one thing I understand is that's why I shot those black and white ads because that's authentic to Stussy. Yeah. That's all it was. Yeah. And so under reading the room, getting back to my fourth fourth grade like uh, um, epiphany. epiphany, thank yeah. you, that's, it, that's all it takes yeah. is read the room, read your company, read your yeah. setting, and that's that's it, and stay true to that. Yeah. I mean, they, they had the resources to do... That's whatever another time, thing, you know, man. like you know, <coughs> going back to like that. I got down to the lower level, mm. and you saw their commitment to everything, and you're like, they're gonna give that same commitment to this SB. Then you, you well, knew it was gonna be successful. In all fairness, too, when you walk down the hallways, I think we are in the Armstrong Building or the McEnroe Building because all the buildings are named after athletes. Well, they have lifetime sponsorships. Like, yeah, I mean, like the Agassi building, yeah. whatever. And you walk down with Sandy Bodecker, and it was like walking down with Darth Vader. People would just turn and like stare <laughs> at the wall to get out of his way. You're like, yeah. what the hell is that guy? <laughs> like, it, it was like Darth Vader. People like, and just oh, turn shit. it like, here it comes. Yeah, it was weird. I'm like, that's you sure how, it wasn't Darth Helmet? Yeah, that's how, exactly, <laughs> Spaceballs. It was, it was, 
Again, though, if it wasn't for Sandy and having that connection with Mark Parker, yeah. SB would have not. Because Nike's like this. You know those fish on the bottom of the ocean that steal each other's shell all day? <laughs> no. I got to watch that episode. Okay, of like National of National Geographic. Geographic. It, 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 that's what Nike is. Nike tennis steals from golf. Nike basketball steals from this. Like, no, yeah. you can't have that shoot. That's my shoot. You can't have that. It's Your eyes are on the same team. Yeah. Like... You're on the same team. But they always yeah. want to but outdo each other. Isn't that what cancer is? Yeah. Body eating itself? Yeah. And that's what Nike is. So when they asked me to go full-time and move up there, mm. that's when I parted way. I'm like, eh, I have a lot of fun, I, but I don't yeah. want to do that. I don't want to move is to Portland again. Yeah. So they asked me to move up. They're like, hey, we want you up here full-time. We love what you're doing. I'm like, hmm. Did they tell you what they were going to pay you? No, they didn't, we didn't talk about that. I just, I'm like, wow, well, let me know. think about that. Yeah. I, I lived up there again. You did? No, remember? Oakley in 96. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I thought you said it. Again. Oh, no. Again, I lived up there and I, I'm like, I don't want to go up there again. Yeah. Yeah. I already knew. And, you know, like, been there. Done. If I didn't, yeah. I might have. Those know? days at yeah. Oakley, did you, I mean, you just pretty much were up in Oregon that time. Because it seems like Jim Gerard, Jim Gennard, Gennard, he kind of had that kind of follow suit of what Nike's doing in a secret, like you know, him, you know, him and Phil Knight were best friends. Yeah, get this: when I first moved up there, I lived. My dad had a buddy, yeah, who I house sit before I got a job, who was next, pretty much. When I say next door, yeah, next mountain over kind of thing because he had a compound phil knight did yeah and uh i bumped into him once i'm like hey i'm with oakley he's like oh i love jim i love you he was wearing them at the time yeah and what had happened is phil wanted to be on nike's board uh no phil wanted to be on oakley's board and jim said no well whatever and he goes like hey i want to make sunglasses and jim's like what he goes oh screw you i'm gonna make shoes that's how that happened. Wow! And then they hated each other. Well, I like, just I just find it like such a weird parallel where you got two billionaires brawling at each other. But I don't, but I don't other, know. Like, yeah. You know, only what I know about Nike is with that all that. But I I was sponsored by Oakley forever, and there were you know we do tours and oh that's you need four security yeah. cars to get through to like you know like yeah, yeah. X metal and all this oh, stuff. Oh gosh, yeah. And they, the eye scan. Yeah, and I was just like. Dude, it's this glasses, is, bro. Yeah, this is trippy. It's 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 iridium. <laughs> yeah, it's iridium. not plastic. Ir, 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 iridium. Iridium. Yeah. Iridium. It's plastic. Yeah, but he know. was brilliant at marketing, though. Yeah. Jim was brilliant. He's a great photographer. Yeah. He's a brilliant photographer. Yeah. Hence the red camera. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. But the show's not about. It's not about Jim. Yeah. It's not about no. Jim. Or Phil. It's about Robbie Jeffers. Mm, so so when did Stu see? When did when did the ride with Stu see? Two thousand six. Two thousand six. Okay. Yeah, and then that's when I left and went to Oliver Peoples. You went to Oliver Peoples? Yeah. Okay, tell us about that. Oh, that Which was a is train for, ride. I mean, eyewear. Knows. It's yeah, I, super knows. high in yeah. eyewear, and that's how I know Patty Pereira. <clears throat> now that's who I shoot for now. Patty Pereira was the designer. We became super good friends. She was there for like twenty years. Oakley, it's irony. Oakley bought Oliver Peoples, and then my job was done. What? Yeah, and this is 2007. And then that's when I went full-time photography. Seven? Two, somewhere around there. You knew there was enough 
contacts and business that you can make a decent living or you're just like i don't even care 2008 happened bro there's nothing yeah you know what i mean you remember that time yeah. oh yeah. unfortunately we all, we all yeah. do right yeah. so i'm Star. like i'm like i went back to stussy oh gosh i'm like frank i'm desperate he's like oh, i got nothing for you i'm like please and so I, he goes all right i'm back in the warehouse sweeping putting zoomy stickers price test stickers on stickers Oh my god. Eight hours a day. And Frank would come back and Japanese dudes would come through and typical Frank. Oh, look at Robbie. Remember him? Remember the glory days of SB and Stussy? Now look at him. He's putting stickers on stickers. Oh ho, ho. I'm oh, like dick. Yeah, he was. He was. He was. And I was like, I would literally go clock out and go cry in my van. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I would cry in my van. Cause I I'm like, I have two kids. I have a mortgage. To that, there's nothing. Yeah. And like Frank is just the rail. And I love Frank, and he loves me. I just yeah. talked to him about Huff's death. I called him, and oh, I'm really sorry. He's a sweet man. He really yeah. is. I'm not, but he has that he's personality. Got, he's got, a, big guard up. He's he's got a personality that he likes to poke fun. And he, I think that's why he liked me too, because I rip back on him, just like. Your breath is worse than anybody I've ever smelt, Frank. Like, come on. Like, when he'd rip on me, I'd rip on him back. And I'd take his son with me everywhere. Like, yeah. and I, you know, and so we had that. But he would rip on me, like, brutal during that time. And I got really depressed. Mm. Um, and then I just, like, screw it. I'm just going to, I love photography. And yeah. I wasn't any good at it. But I left and just started doing it full time since 2006 or seven or whenever that was. Wow. Yeah. What an interesting curveball, you know? Yeah, like, you it know? was a massive curveball for me. But just know that the whole photography, like how you got into it to like, you know, going through all these highs of yeah. the industry and then going back to like photography. and. But I, like, love, I love photography more than yeah. anything. I didn't know. But, you know, coming know. from a music background and, you know, like, again, you're, yeah, I mean, you're, I you're eclectic. You got, like, you got yeah. a weird eye. You got a weird, you know, something. You can offer something that maybe somebody that's super trained. What are you saying, Jay? Yeah. <laughs> you got a brand. <laughs> so, so, transition to full-time photography. Yeah. And most of your business is in music? Yeah. I, most of it's music. Well, yeah, yeah, it has been. This year, it's been shooting for Barton Pereira. Like, that's been keeping me super busy. Uh, Patty, the designer from All Over Peoples, and Bill Barton. Patty Pereira and Bill Barton, when Oakley bought them, Bill was the president. Patty and he left and started Barton Pereira like 13 years ago. Uh, that's a a super high-end okay. eyewear, optical as well as sun. And Got it. So she, we clicked, and whenever she gets... She's one of those designers that Vogue does pieces on all the time. She's, she's brilliant. And uh, so, and you connected with her at Oliver Peoples. Okay, I don't know why we connected one time. We just we stayed up at we were in New York together at a trade show, and we stayed up till like sunrise one morning in the in the Gansevoort Hotel lobby just talking. And then we've been best close buds ever since. And so she came to me recently and says, "Look, at I've shot some campaigns for him before, but she goes, we need a a product photographer. I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know how to do that. Like, it's hard." Product photography is insane. Yeah. So hard. Glaring. It's brutal. Yeah. Especially glasses. They're mirrors. Oh. And uh, she goes, you can do it. I'm like, I-, I can't do it. She forced my hand at it. But it's been the best thing I've had. And I've been... Because if the- you can nail that, that's guaranteed like... 
it's like a safety net like how do you think i get to listen to your podcasts yeah <laughs> i'm upstairs i built a studio headphones on. I, no it's on this it's on oh, my computer got, it's yeah. the speakers and Good. i'm just shooting listening to you guys just diary of the yeah. mouth <laughs> and and uh and so and that's what i've been doing this past you know since august and it's been um it's been insane it's that's been cool. i've been more busy than i've ever been and it's been great but you cool. you've worked with a lot of I, on the side. I, you shoot a lot of. But but prior to that, I'd be on tour with bands and 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 shoot records, shoot record album covers. Anybody that we know, like, or um, uh, you two, you two, Metallica, Metallica, Slayer, wow. Anthrax. You shot with those guys? Yeah, dude. Yeah. So Robbie is the most interesting man I told in the you. fucking world. Whoa. The band that I love right now... In the world, bro. The band that I love right now is, is um, this band called Big Thief. They're, Thief. Yeah, Big Thief, like crooks. They're like the super uber like hipster band. They're up for their second Grammy this year. And that's the band I've been doing a lot of work with. And I love that. They're incredible. Like They all went to Berkeley, which is the school of music in Boston. Basically, it's... It's pinnacle, but they don't, they're like face melting guitar players. They don't do that. They're like, I call them shoegazing hippies. Like, because they're hippies, but they're like, they play that dark, depressing music. Mm. And they're, they're, they're big in Europe. In fact, I was supposed to go to Europe with them all summer. They're, they're doing like a big gig with Glatzenberry Festival. And they do like 10,000 seat venues over there. Wow. And where, and where does that, like, say you went? to Europe and they did this tour like what is the con- where does the content end up on their like page we're like- doing a book we're doing a coffee a book. table book okay. yeah. so they want to do a coffee table they want to do a book in like five years yeah so I've just been shooting with them for the past few years and they're, they're a cool. great great band damn super super cool band cool. They kind you kind of want to slit your wrist after you listen to them because talking to them I mean we don't I don't I only know like action sports photographers and I mean it's a it's a dying profession you know like especially if you shoot film the, i don't shoot digital without that's the, it's even i think that's the, why they like me though because i only shoot black and white with them and they're yeah. being that they're super depressed they, yeah they and the guitar that's player the, buck is a is a guitar player is yeah. is a photographer too and he shoots with that camera that like a yeah and he's so we connected and it's it's been great yeah. it's been great they're awesome so that's the life of robbie is pretty much is working with Pereira? Barton Pereira. Barton Pereira. Yeah. And Salt. And Salt. You know, and brands like that. Sport of Kings. Sport of Kings. And that's how I'm... Casey hit me up seven years ago. And he's like, will you help me? Because, you know, my history was Stussy and Nike. And so he gave me part of the company um, to be their... I don't know. I don't have a title. Staff photographer. But, but no, more than that, it was Creative, like... Creative content. It, it, just, yeah. just be... Um, he... The like, image of the brand. Casey has the, you know, vision. the vision, and yeah. he's like, and he, you know. I was, I was a sounding board. Yeah, and I'm like, no, that's not good. Yeah. I would do this. Like, what about that? Let's let's go here and yeah. somebody to bounce so off of that. Yeah. Knew it would turn yeah. out well on a yeah. image. So when, in fact, we were, we were gonna. I'm doing a book. I'm doing a coffee table book on Casey right now. Oh, I'm actually cool. in the works of that that's right now. Insane. That's really? awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um. So when Casey and Ziggy were starting the brand. Was it right at the beginning that they... It was before the brand even started. In fact, what was the funniest thing, we met at Jan's. We met at, at the Agenda in Long Beach. He, we bumped. I'm like, wait. He's like, hey, man, I'm thinking about starting a brand. Will you help me? I'm like, of course. Like, yeah. it's wheat. It's Casey. Of course. Yeah, so we met at Jan's, and he had a mood board out, you know, with photos. 
and a photo of my son was on it. And wow. I'm like, that's when I did, I did a photo exhibit in Tokyo like seven years ago, and those were the photos, and he saw it on the internet. He was just, my son had long hair, yeah. he's waxing a board. And I go, dude, that's a sick photo. Not, he goes, yeah. I go, you know who shot that? He goes, oh, I love that photo. I, that's my photo of my son. He's like, you what? Didn't know. He's like, I didn't know. I go, yeah. I go, and so it was just a funny. It was yeah. a funny moment. And then wow. he's like, dude, will you help me? And like, and that's when he goes, I want to do the streetwear brand. I'm like, I wouldn't do a streetwear brand. You, you surf. Yeah. You're a surfer. Period. You know. And let's have that. Like Sean, Stussy, he was a surfer. Yeah. That loved Paris. Loved New York, loved Tokyo, and why not do something similar? Yeah. yeah, like that's what that is. And he goes, "Oh yeah." And so that's all I am with Sport of Kings. Or I'm not that anymore because uh, Casey's not there. Yeah, you know, and and Zig and and Dana are doing a great job yeah. still. But, but they they he gave you. Yeah, I have ownership still. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And West Coast Sport like Riders. Equity, like, yeah. earned sweat. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. You know, and same with this. Like, he wanted to do, Casey wanted to do a, a West Coast Board Riders book, too. But that, that probably didn't, yeah. probably not going to happen now. And So that's how I was always shooting. Like, yeah. I'm, the funniest thing I remember. Yeah, you're at all the events. When I remember Wheats, I'll go shoot Archie. Go shoot Archie. I'm like, okay. So I walk up to Archie. You know me. I'm wearing army gear and white doc martens on the beach and and i go hey archie can i can i shoot a portrait and he gave me the once over twice look down he goes any dude that's wearing white doc martin boots on the beach i'll always say yes to what that's so (laughs) cool of course i know so i'm like i'm like cool so that was funny so i want to i want to talk about your you don't surf anymore since this is a, a show about surfing and not skateboarding or the industry, but it's, it's great to hear. Here's Jay. I want to talk to you and not him. Um, <laughs> you hear that, bro? <laughs> Dude, I do want to shoot surfing. Yeah. I have this Hasselblad. It's an old camera. Yeah. Someone gave me this 500 millimeter lens. It's like three feet long. Oh, my gosh. I want to shoot some abstract black and white surf. I went out the other day. A couple times I went out. And I want to shoot like motion blur. Uh-huh. Like. No offense to Huntington Beach, but everybody sucked. Yeah. They're horrible. It was like, I want to shoot a surfer that That's has everywhere. good style. Yeah. So you got to be talking to me too, bro. Like I said, Jay. <laughs> black Jay. and white. He, he would kind of dis- disappear you know what? in the black I, and white. I, I, dude, you got black, B, white. Yeah, Mark. but I don't want the whole Mexican thing. You know what I mean? I'm white, Aryan. You know what I mean? <laughs> Or this kid. Um, I don't know. There's not a. There, there's good no, surfers. I want to shoot you. You are. Saying. Oh me. Let's go out one day oh. when there's wood waves. Just call me up. Like, hey, waves are gonna be good. Meet me here. Somebody with good style. Somebody with ribs. That's why I said Jay. <laughs> <sighs> it's all coming back to me, bro. So this show's over. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wrap. <laughs> Oh, oh this, hey, this show's a wrap. You know, I'm no, I'm but, free. So yeah, hey, I, 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 I have this. Why, I know, I know he is. That, but yeah, I do. I, I don't surf much anymore. Uh, main reason why I don't surf, honestly, I have You're, a bad neck. And what happened? What happened there? I think it's from like 15 years of carrying cameras around my neck mm, and, really? and cycling. I can't hold my neck up like this for more than five minutes without my whole arm going numb and my fingers just tingling. Wow. So it's done. Pinch nerve. Or yeah, something it's something. Sort of, it's. I think it's arthritis. It's some. 
Yeah. yeah, and so I can't surf. Yeah. I can't surf. That's a hard... I mean, yeah. I can't swim. I did some water photography with wheat, and I... I remember I, that. I remember I was out in the water one yeah, day. Yeah, I, I have to swim on my back. Yeah. I have to kick out backwards on laying on the... old socks. Oh, man. And you, Especially, you're like I, the most I was, generous you're no, about to be over there. No, dude. So, I, like yeah. I said, I'm that kind of guy. Like, how deep is the water? Let me jump in, and I'll tell you. Yeah. Well, the yeah. Spider-Man's into the, you know, corner of a... Bathroom, the high dive. Well, that was because you have to like you know, gotta be good. Yeah, Yeah, it was all. It totally ruined my neck. (laughs) The high dive, totally all about. Yeah, but the you know, the surf is you know, it's if you could get out there, it definitely cleanses. Cleanses yeah, the soul. I, I, be, yeah, I yeah. just, I don't know. It's, surfing's Probably cool. Surfing. The it's like snowboarding. Yeah, I hate snowboarders. Yeah, I hate the mountain, and I hate the extracurricular activities that sounds takes just like me, bro. Putting on those boots, yeah. putting on hey, the fourteen Larrys. <laughs> uh, exactly. <laughs> like it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's but if someone can like beam me up, Scotty, and I'm on top of chair twenty three at Mammoth, yeah. I'm all in. Yeah. But uh uh-uh. uh. I don't want. Oh gosh, those Stussy trips were incredible. Yeah, I did a couple of those. No, they're incredible. Yeah, like yeah. It's a mammoth. Yeah, Yeah, Frank would because Frank was a big surfer, like or skater, skier. So was Sean. Yeah, obviously he taught skiing in Mammoth, and that's that's this whole thing. That's epic. So let's wrap it up. It's been two hours and twenty four minutes. That's way too long to talk to me again. This guy, like with the time, okay, thirties is limit. Anything you want to promote? Because. We, we you, you mentioned a no. Casey Wheat book. Yeah, the Casey Wheat book. Like how... Oh, long? actually, if anybody's listening, like DM me any old photos that you have of Casey, like surfing, high school, elementary school. If you have anything, I'd be really stoked. DM you on... My Instagram. Okay. Like, or Robbie Jeffers, R-O-B-B-I-E Jeffers, J-E-F-F-E-R-S. No, no, space. Jeffers. no space. No space. Just okay. Robbie Jeffers, R-O-B-B-I-E, last name. That would be amazing. Yeah. Because I, I need help. I don't. I if you have any old wheat photos, that'd be amazing. I, I can't promise it's gonna make the book, but that would be awesome. Yeah. That's. Um, I would be stoked to contribute if I could find some. Yes. Yeah, so if if you have them. Yeah. Yeah. And then also the the some the eyeglass company. Oh, I, I, that's just a that's just just work. I don't. I, it's Barton Pereira. I mean, if you want to spend six hundred dollars for a pair of glasses, go buy them. But hey, well, I mean, we, get, we you know we get you know. Well, I was, do they vision. want to sponsor the podcast? Oh, one hundred percent. We get vision. They love Mexicans. We we, we get vision. Vision. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's not always about sponsorship, bro. It's about doing this because we love. Hey, this. do you know that Future V is back? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Future V. Well, that show's awesome. Well, yeah, I know. If, if you surf, I was going to give you a pair of uh, a bar of Foo Wax to take with Foo Wax? Yeah. I'll go wax the curb with it. Yeah. Hear that, Grom? Foo Wax is awesome. Yeah. Really? Super, yeah. Super grippy. I love it. It's my favorite. Well, Robbie. <laughs> Robbie Jeffers. This Ashlyn is great. Robert, Zero calories. Robert Ward. Ward Jeffers. Robert Ward. Robert Ward Jeffers. Yes, indeed. Any nicknames besides Skids? Skids. Besides Skids. That's it. Yeah. Oh, Richard Mulder calls me Baldy Locks. Baldy I like Baldy Locks. Yeah. But Skids is... Oh, you know what? They called me Roby 
because we were on an airplane going to London one time, and Moby was on the cover of of, uh, <laughs> of uh, a magazine, and like that's Roby. <laughs> I like Robina. Or Ro- Robina was Robina good. Was yeah, really she good was too. hot. Yeah, she looked great. I, think I remember you like putting on Uggs even, and like going out. Like... I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Wouldn't put it past me. Put oh, it that way. The shenanigans. Uh, if only Service if Pi knew. Oh, he does. <laughs> Oh, I let him know. <laughs> Not just you. Uh-huh. Everything. Uh, so good. All right. Thank you. Robbie. Thanks, fellas. BB. Jeffers. BB. Robert Ward. Jeffers. Wait, wait. Next birthday, is there any restaurants that give out free food? Because we used to hit up Spires, Denny's. Yeah, dude. We used to, remember that we time? Would see how many we would hit up yeah. in a day. Remember that? Remember that I would fake throw up in the parking lot? together? Yeah, yeah dude. BBs. We, we, we would find out like who gave free food. We, Denny's, Spires, and Soup Plantation. And there was a couple others in the mix that we would like try to hit up and stuff. But Yeah, man. Yeah, we're like, free food for the day. So let's do a podcast, 2021, July 20th. Yeah. Um, and, and we'll just do like just we'll just just go about. I love it. It'll be a, a podcast about where we ate for free that day. I'm in. Yeah. Well, thanks, thanks, Robbie. Honestly, that was fun, and you are the most interestingly weird person we know. When I am weird, I drink Ashlyn. Yeah. Hard yeah. <laughs> seltzer. Peace. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music. 